Hello everybody and welcome to episode 583 of Conversation Street for the week of the 3rd to 7th of July 2023. That is episode 10,995 to 11,000. 11,000 episode today, Gemma. Wow, cool. Gone are the days where they mark that every thousandth episode was something truly spectacular, I'm going to say. Or, or maybe Dr. Gaddas making it outside the medical centre was it. I, I don't really know. But um, yeah. Yeah, it's a nice round number, but can't say much else. No. I, it was I, okay. Th- this, this week's Coronation Streets was like on the low side of okay. Last week's street tour was like a th- almost a three hour long epic. Uh, made up for the lack of news and stuff, but uh, yeah, I, I, I don't foresee this week's one being too long. But it doesn't matter because there's news. There is also birthday things to talk about. I want to talk about my birthday for one last time. For I am now forty. I have survived. I mean, I know Coronation Street for its fortieth birthday got got a visit from Prince Charles and Noddy Holder, and I, I but I, I still had quite a good day myself, even if I do say so myself. It was great. Gemma was lovely. I had a very oh, nice birthday. Yeah. We, we, we stayed at home. We, we, went, we saw some friends on Saturday, but Sunday I was like, for my birthday, I just want to stay at home, blob about with Gemma. And we did. And it was blimmin' marvellous. Gemma was an amazing wife on my oh, birthday. Oh, only on one day she, a year. Yes. And she was very nice. And she, she, she brought drinks and food to me and present plenty of presents yeah, and we just had a really lovely chill day to, I'm glad together that you didn't we? it was lovely honestly it was like the really really lovely birthday and I, I remember like sitting here next to you last week kind of and you were giving me that kind of knowing look that you thought maybe it probably was going to be quite good because you had some good presents up your sleeves and you did they were brilliant um, and lots of curry themed presents as well how I, many I, presents did you get I got 40 presents from Gemma this <laughs> year just to mark my 40th I remember I remember, it took me back to, on my 21st birthday, my mum and dad got me 21 little presents to open. Do you remember? I we were think at their I house. got you 30 presents for your 30th Did birthday you? I'm sensing, well. oh my God, I can't wait for 10 years time. I've said to people <laughs> who were involved in some of this that I'm not going to do this. You didn't work alone. Actually, no, no I, I know you have talked about some people that you colluded with. I did, this. yeah. yeah. No, I, it was great. I, I got I got a new game. I got lots of new clothes. Well, you know, not that I ever get excited about new clothes. I got some cool nerdy Nintendo t-shirts, which is yeah, brilliant. Um, yeah, there's a curry stuff. So a lot of it was just like eBay findings, wasn't it? Oh, all the, all the, um, all the Coronation Street stuff was eBay because there's there's no you know what all the new stuff is so it wasn't really that exciting and you've got all the new stuff that you want yeah yeah exactly so I went on eBay and I was finding stuff and I and like at one point because I've been doing this for months have you yeah you know yeah I have I thought oh I thought you were just working so on it in... months ago wow so I at Isn't one she point great everywhere? I laid all the stuff out on the on the bed and I was like this is like a mad woman's jumble sale <laughs> I don't know what I've done. it's all mine all yeah, mine like, I've got. Yeah, the most eccentric yeah. collection. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I didn't just buy you Coronation Street things, but some other things as well. But the the Coronation Street things I did great. buy you was fairly eccentric. It was like I got Coronation Street playing cards. I yeah. got four little figurines yeah. of Alma, Mike, Rita, and who's the last one? And Jack Duckworth. <laughs> some really, I got you a, really poor quality oh, figurines. They're great. What was the? Uh, I got you a. A figure, a, a, a car, a toy car. Oh yeah, a, a Leonard Swindley Coronation Street themed car from the, <laughs> from something that was released in the nineties. There were a few books there. It was brilliant. It was loads of great stuff. Um, we also um, 
I got a Coronation Street, um, I got two Corrie presents through the post. My sister got me a tea towel. Yeah, yeah. nice. wasn't one. her only present for me, I will hasten to add. But we had, did have a mystery tea towel arrival from the ITV shop, yeah. didn't we? We didn't have a clue who sent that. Mm-hmm. It turned out it was Jane. Um, and lovely listener Chris got me a framed know, Coronation Street fighter picture, which I'm so looking cool. at right now. So you know we record our podcast in our little special podcasty nerdy room. And now, pride of place, on the wall, we have got... Chris's, um, How Do Ken, Rover's Return, Coronation Street. You know the one it is. You've seen Coronation Street Fighter. It's, it's some really it. cool it. pixel art of, um, yeah, it's like got Gail and Deirdre. Deirdre's Hadoukoing Gale. It's got Bet in the background, Steve, Ken, Ken yeah. Reg, what is that, Norris? I can't tell, Becky maybe. I don't know, but it's brilliant. And I have had my eye on this piece of art for years, but never actually got around to getting it. And it, like, it could have been. Anybody could have got me at any time. It could have been one of your 40th, yeah, pre- 40 presents, couldn't it? But I'm really, really chuffed with it. And it's there on our wall. I absolutely love yeah, it. Maybe. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Chris. For yeah, that. thank you, Chris. Um, that was really cool. Two presents that Gemma arranged <laughs> for me. Particularly worth mentioning. Mm. The first one, a cameo message yep. from William Roach. Correct. Oh, yes. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you, you know that some of the Curry actors are signed up for, for Cameo and all these other various websites where you can pay them <laughs> various amounts of money, yeah, depending on level yeah. of fame, yeah. to um, record a personalised message for you. And I got this, how long was it? Two and a half minutes? Yeah, it's pretty long. Message from William Roach. Amazing. William Roach did a great job. <laughs> he did do a very was, good job, and he did was, exactly everything that he was told. He was, yeah, he did. Um, yeah, do, you want to, do you want to say more about this? <laughs> I can <laughs> believe this. We haven't put this on social media. No. Because we, can't, I think we can't, we'll talk about it's it. Not, it's not our property is it it's really... I think we still can but anyway Gemma tell the story <laughs> well maybe I'm maybe I am just stupid mm. but Cameo is is an American company so I had to fill in all the details like oh who's it for what's their name what's your relationship to them what's the celebration event for when is it when is it going to happen what's something special that you want William Roach to know any interesting things what would you like him to say and I was filling it all in diligently like okay good yeah Michael's birthday yeah yeah 2nd of July dun 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 blah 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 and then when it came back first of all I heard that William Roach okay this is bad (laughs) I heard William Roach was going to do the skydiving thing and I was like I'm going to get that cameo request in now just in case. <laughs> and then it didn't Just come... in case the skydive do not go and so then he, well. And then he did, still did the skydive without having done it yet. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> and then on the <laughs> he Sunday... He should have recorded my cameo whilst doing the skydive. Yeah. That would have been pretty special. On the Sunday when it was like, it's all done. It was all... He did it okay. I was like, thank God for that. Because he owes me £53 the way. <laughs> anyway, so... um, <laughs> Left to you in his will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then it came back and it was like, oh, happy birthday, Michael, for the... Mm, the second of no, no the seventh of, of February. February. He's wishing me a happy birthday and, for. And he was obviously thinking, why has this lunatic got me to do a cameo <laughs> for February? What doesn't make any sense? Because obviously American dates are back to front. Sorry, Americans, you know it's true. It goes in order of 
size. Yeah, so, so Gemma had told seven, William Roach second. that my birthday is on the 2nd of the 7th, and that all translated into the, the, the 7th of February. So, so I have now, now got a lovely video yeah. of lovely old William Roach saying yeah. happy birthday, talking to me for two and a half minutes and saying, oh, I hope you have a great day on the 7th of February. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, no, I get to keep that forever, and it's just funny. When I watched this, I was like, I want to die. <laughs> you, were, you hadn't told, you hadn't warned me before I started pressing play, did you? So you no. were waiting to see my reaction. I thought, I confused laughter it is it's absolutely hilarious so now obviously we can't we're gonna have to protect when when we become you know we're gonna be social we're gonna be friends with william roach at some point in our lives obviously we're just gonna have to pretend that your birthday's in february yeah well i just have two birthdays i love my july birthday and i love my my february birthday it has been bestowed upon me by william roach mbe exactly exactly you've been crowned and he said i hear you do a thing called a Conversation Street podcast. Yeah, oh, that just sounds lovely. That sounds really. Is, <laughs> that it. sounds like something I'm not that interested was so, in. That so cool. I think that was an amazing present. What was idea, the other Gemma. present? The other present that Gemma organised was she managed. This to... was. This was. Yeah. This was not. I owe this all to a very special person. Well, I, I've got. I've got a big birthday card signed by a number of members of the Coronation Street cast. Don't you know? That's right. Gemma, had, as I was going through my presents, she had like three big bags of them. Four didn't... bags, because I put ten in a Sorry. bag. Um, and then you, I saw that you had some cards left over till yep. last. I thought, why didn't you leave the cards to last? Don't and one of them was a little card which inside said, check your text messages, and you yeah. text me a link to the William Roach video. Did, yeah. And the other one was this big old card that's, yes, it's been signed by a load of the Curry people. So this is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so I haven't put Sally this on Ann social Matthews. media either. Sally Ann Matthews was um, your, helped your, me with your this. special Well, she helper. did this all. She's so... F- she, I, thank you so much, Sal. You made Michael's birthday. I this was it. the final present that yes. I gave Michael. Oh, I had such big smiles reading this. And we had such fun trying to decipher oh, the signatures as it well. It was a very exciting present, wasn't I, it, Michael? I, I won't read them all out, but um, I, I've got such gems as happy birthday, lots of love, Ali King. I know. I've got, I know, it's great. Wishing you a wonderful birthday. I can't even do it. Wishing you a wonderful birthday, Michael. Best Todd Boyce. I know, we've got some really got great Todd names Todd Boyce's there. autograph, this everybody. Great. We've got... Sue Devaney has taken Aww. up about a quarter of the card with her got massive love her. massive handwriting. Love her. So swishy and lovely. We got we got Jimmy Harkishin has written a message. Maybe Happy Monday. birthday, Mikey. Love Dev. I mean, Jimmy. Okay. Not, a lot of them have put in brackets the characters they yeah. play because I don't know how we well might they put think this I know. online at some point. Yeah, Shelley King's written something lovely. Shelley, I sent a text to Shelley and said thank you, and she 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 replied back to me as well. Um, we Claire Sweeney. Yes, we yes. got Claire Sweeney. Got Claire Sweeney signature. Yeah, she's in there. Oh, she's great. Isn't Paddy she? Beaver. Yeah, there's Chris everybody Gascoigne, on here. All the people Charlie. on here we really like, don't we? It's some of my favourites. Tina yeah. O'Brien's oh. there. She's even written Sarah Lou next to it because she knows she's not Sarah. She's Sarah Lou. Uh, Jody, Jody, Joda Teen Gemma, your lovely Tim. Love him. Uh, and some more Tony Maudsley and others so uh, I, I think this is brilliant be, we need to frame it or something nice. I, yeah. just, I just put it nicely on the carpet okay. for now but yes. honestly I had the most yeah, brilliant 40th birthday uh, a husband of Gemma could have she was very very that nice that makes it sound Your like it's lots of lovely presents. she made me delicious family. pancakes and I bacon did. and maple syrup for breakfast and we had tasty beef fajitas for tea it was great Steak fajitas it was yeah. brilliant I had a lovely lovely time thank you very much you're and welcome. Thank you. We've got loads of messages on 
on Instagram and Twitter and, and Facebook and everything. And I know, <laughs> I know I was kind of asking for it, but I didn't mean it. But thank yes, you, you anyway. Did. You I was liar. Yes, no, you did. I just oh, you would have been... been so sad if you hadn't had any. I know, I know. But no, thank you. I, 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 it's I, really lovely that we, we know that when it's our birthdays, we know that you guys are going to say something nice. Especially these really lovely sweet. special ones. Yeah, thank you yes. very much, everybody. Thank we you, really you, appreciate you. you. Very, very and nice. uh, it's really nice to... So, yeah, I I, I'm really grateful else. to everybody that helped make Michael's day very special. Yeah, I was worried that at one point, I was like, when I, when I was looking at all the crap I bought, I was like, he doesn't want any of this. What am I doing? This no, is a waste of time. It's great. Some of it I love ironically. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I just like, what am I going to do with this? What is it? A four-inch miniature Alma Baldwin? I don't know. I asked you, like, what do you want for your birthday? And this was like two weeks before your birthday. Um, and you, and you were like, look, you looked on eBay and you you went, how about this? And you showed me something I'd actually been looking at. Oh really? Which was yeah, I told you this. Which Did was you a Coronation Street themed pie dish. because I remember looking at it going, <laughs> he do, he doesn't want a pie. No, no, Gemma, don't buy that. But he might. No, he doesn't want a pie I dish. Don't want a but pie I've pie never dish. seen a pie dish before. Maybe he would <laughs> like it. No, he doesn't want a pie dish. Dish, Gemma, put it down. Mm. Put the phone down. You, did, you didn't get me a pie dish. Oh, you also, Gemma also got me a lovely watch strap from Apple Watch, and it's in Conversation Street Orange as well. Exactly. It's the best. It's brilliant. And I got you a pair of orange socks. You did get me a pair of orange socks. It's our signature colour. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So anyway, that's enough of that. You don't well want to hear done, me birthday, going on boy. about being old. Um, but thank you. But I'll just say it's going to possibly be a shorter episode tonight. So I thought I'd indulge. Okay. And have you got a birthday quiz? Yeah, for me this it's not your Gemma. birthday though. Now I'm getting old. Now I'm just getting my excuses in. Got an old brain. I might not get them all right. But let's have a go. Quiz. Yeah. Third to the seventh of July, and years ending at three and an eight. Sources information from coronationstreet.fandom.com. You, you sure know how to introduce these quizzes, Gemma. I am a professional at this point. <laughs> 3rd of July, 19... How about that you need to be a continuity announcer on ITV and like when the next episode of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire is on, you just say, quiz, it's got Chris Tarrant. You know what I mean? The other one, okay. Jeremy Clarkson. He nicked our Conversation Street name. Anyway, here you go. Okay, it's time for Who Wants to Be a Millionaire quiz. They didn't win it. <laughs> yeah, can't watch something else. Wouldn't bother. <laughs> right, go, go, go. Third of July, nineteen ninety-eight. Haley decides she wants to be with Roy, but on the way home, there's one more problem to overcome. What is it? Um. Well, it's just, it's just passport problems, isn't it? Yeah. The airport and, and yeah, they, they don't let her in because she's Harold. Yeah. Oh, her, yeah. Her passport has got the wrong gender on it. Yes. Fourth of July, nineteen seventy-three. Who does Norman Leach beat and leave in an alley behind the street? Oh, I did see Corypedia posting this about, about this the other day. It was Bet Lynch. Blowing up my spot, man. Sorry. 4th of July, 1983. Thanks, <laughs> Why is BT Pearson furious with Ken and Albert? Why is BT Pearson... When's this? 1973? 1983. 1983. Um, uh, I don't know. She thought that she was going to inherit number one, but... Um, Albert had already sold it to Ken. Makes sense. Makes sense from 1983, yeah. 5th of July, 1993. Which character begins to annoy the staff and customers at the corner shop? Which year was this? 1993. 1993. The corner shop. <gasps> Reg Holdsworth. No. Brendan Scott. It's Brendan Scott. Oh, no. No points for that. Oh, man. Should have okay. known. Six, yeah, it's you too, not, too late for Reg, isn't it? You Go might on. not know this one. 6th of July, 1988. 
What was the name of the Rover's cleaner who was beaten by her husband, Ronnie, when she refused to take him back? Um, These aren't very cheerful um, questions, I'm afraid. No. I'm getting... Her name wasn't Sandra, was it? What's the answer? Her name Sandra. Sandra Stubbs. Yes! I'm going to give myself a point for that. How the heck did I know that one? I was even thinking Sandra Stubbs, but I didn't say it because I didn't want to you be say this 100% every time. wrong. You say this I'm every time. I'm giving myself time. a point for it. You I say this know every time. I know that. No. <laughs> Next. I'm going to so, roll again. I'm back. This is the last question. Yeah. 7th of July, 2008. Yeah. After Tony Gordon is turned down by Kevin after he tried to buy the garage, how does Tony use Rosie to help him in his plan? Ooh. I don't really know. How does... Um... How does he use her? Um, I'm just going to say he, like, maybe, um, uh, makes her feel pretty. And what? So what? Uh, what do I do? Does he just get a user as a spy? Does he use her to go and send her in to go and get some information? I'm not going to give you this. I was I close to being right? He convinces her to show him the copies of the garage books and client lists. That's exactly what I was no, saying. No, you've given yourself Four a mark and six. that is not correct. Listen, that was right. I was right. I was using her as a spy. No, he didn't use her as a spy. She didn't know she was spying. He told her that his his she he told her your dad will really like it if you give me these this information. Mm, fine, fine, whatever. I know you don't care. You still got your you still, <laughs> still left your myself a mark. Right, man. Michael. Tomorrow is a very special birthday. Whose birthday is it tomorrow? It is Tony Warren's birthday. Happy birthday, Tony Warren. Also, I think Gemma's mum. It should be International Soap. Day. It should. We. I remember we, that was an idea that you. That I you had this idea just had going on years I, I ago. You were like, we need to try and make Tony this. Warren's birthday. International Tony Warren's soap birthday day, should be International Soap Opera Day. Yeah, but then you're always too busy organising an amazing birthday thing for me to, and to do anything about it. Yeah. Tenth yeah. of July. Birthday. Jenny. Oh no, it's also Sally Lindsay's birthday. Oh, Here's Shelley Unwin. Tenth of July is Jenny Platt who played Violet Wilson. 11th of July is Stuart Latham, who was the first producer of Coronation wow. Street. Good and Craig Charles, who played Lloyd Maloney. <sighs> Brilliant. Love him. Scared to go up to him in restaurants. Yeah, just ignore Scary just, guy. Just pretend he doesn't. Yeah, he's, he's invisible. <laughs> 12th of July, Irene Sutcliffe, who played Maggie Clegg. Kathy Staff, who played Vera Hopkins. Roy Barakoff, who played Alec Gilroy. And Christopher Quinton, who played Brian Tilsley. Good week. 13th of July. There's more. Cheryl Murray, who played Susie Birchall. And... Samia Longchambon, who plays Maria Connor. Oh, is it Samia's birthday? Oh, lovely Samia. What is she? What? How old is she? And how old does she look? Because it's not the same, is it? I think that she. I think that she might be. forty this year. I think she might be the same age as us. I think she might be in our year at school. She doesn't. She don't look at that cat. She doesn't. Um, Samuel Longshaw, but I, I don't know whether to mention this here or anywhere else, has, has joined Threads this week. Oh, we're on Threads. We're on Threads. Conversations Which I cannot hear without thinking of we've the... We've got our finger in, on the pulse. Nuclear war. Hmm? There was a there was a, t- um, a British drama about nuclear holocaust called Threads. I've never heard of this. Yeah, Threads, the new social media craze that's sweeping the world in the last couple of days. We're on it. Sammy is on it. Yeah. El Mulvaney's Paddy on Beaver's it. Paddy Beaver's on it. Charlie Gordon's on it. Paddy Beaver's on it. Adam Hussein's on it. Yeah, um, everyone's on it. All the good people. Wendy Peters. 
Not many, not many. Mark Zuckerberg, he's on it. I bet you Elon Musk is on it too. Do you think that this is actually going to go anywhere? Yeah. Because everyone's just jumped on it. And then the first... Everyone hates it. The first morning's post was just pictures of people going, I don't know what to do here. This Um, looks just the same as Twitter. Well, I've heard that there's there's a dispute... I can't be bothered with it. I kind of I hope it doesn't work. Um, I don't I really want to migrate everything over. I can't over. deal with another one. No, I especially if it's exactly things. the same as Twitter. We we had a bit of a practice of live yeah. threading during Coronation Street tonight, yeah. didn't we? And you had to post everything on threads that we posted on Twitter. And that was the point. So please stop posting on threads. No, Let it it's die. Fine. No, I, if Twitter died and we had just had threads, that's Yeah, yeah, fine. that's fine. That's fine. Well, people, you know, if, if people on the, on, on the internet who are into games like me will remember the NeoGAF forum and then that died because of unsavoury reasons and then a new forum called Resetera or something sprung up wow. to discuss video games and it looks exactly the same it's like fine I can just go from one to the other but I don't want both what a great story I, I, I'm just using an analogy that <laughs> one or two people might get um, um, so yeah I can't I can't be doing with there being both but I don't want I just I mean, okay. if Twitter dies and we got to carry all our followers over to it that'd be quite nice because we just got to eight no. and a half thousand followers on Twitter and we've only got 200 on threads so far that's quite a lot it's not bad for the first couple of days but um, yeah, I, I mean, don't have to Twitter's, build that Twitter shot themselves in the foot because we were trying to get to 10,000 and now I, we don't care we, literally meaningless our, our, our increase in number of Twitter followers um, took a, a, a quite a downturn yeah, didn't it? it's yeah. like we were going up at a nice slope all I care about followers these days is is Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg are they going to actually have a fight like they said they would? Well, we just have to wait and see. And if they do, does the winner get to take all the followers? I do. Uh, yes. Because then yes. that would be easier for everybody, wouldn't it? Because then we can pick who who wins the fight, Twitter or Threads, and then we can just all go to that platform i don't like the name threads no, for stupid. it and like you can say i've done a tweet i've tweeted yeah. something they tweeted you say this. you thread something they threaded it i don't no, like it i don't silly. like it but anyway that's nothing to do with coronation street Everyone's just not even like, coronation street is on threads as far as i know they're, they're holding be back and watching saying oh i've done a tweet on thread <laughs> I know. aren't they anyway 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 it's anyway. trump on it we need to get on to talking about this week's what, that's Coronation tip, Street. Tip it over. Are you ready? Are you ready for street talk? Oh, no, wait, wait. No, 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 we're not, Gemma. I've forgotten one more thing. We had an interview with Brian Capron this week on the podcast. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's actually really good. <laughs> this is amazing. So, it's been a great week. It's been a great, great, great. I'm oh, sorry. It just popped into my head. Um... Yeah, I hope everyone's had a chance to see this. Thank you to everyone who came along to the YouTube premiere last night. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's always fun to do. But honestly, th- and I want to say again, thank you to Rebecca for putting us in contact with his agent a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I yeah, just thought, you. well, it'd be, you know, as as his reign of terror was coming to a watery Very end good. this week on Classic Coronation Street on ITV3, let's try and get Brian Capron on the podcast. And his agent's like, yeah, here you go, here's his email address. So I've been corresponding with him for a couple of weeks and, and he came on and then for an hour. I know, As he well. was great. I, was, I wasn't expecting Chatting that. Away. He, he really was a enjoyed, really, really so nice guy. Really good, really yeah. good fun. He's he, he obviously really enjoyed being on stories. Yeah, definitely. And I, I loved, I loved like, the stories about him living with Jimmy Harkinshaw. Oh, yeah. No, hang on. Love, don't give it all away, Michael. I don't want to give it away. If you haven't seen it There's some really good anecdotes it, in there. Have a listen. Some very surprising um, things. Yes, there are. I, I, I love that. So thank, thank you, thank you very much uh, to Brian Capron 
for for coming on because I you know I've been thinking we haven't been getting very many interviews on the podcast this year and along comes this one I'm very chuffed make sure you go and watch it there's another one coming along very soon actually who's that I know who it is but you'll just have to wait and see Mm -hmm. right now now it's time for street talk So, um, on this week's Street Talk, we are going to be talking about five stories. Oh, the two of them are kind of combined. I've put the Paul and the Gemma stuff together. Would you kind of agree that they're kind of the same, yeah, same story? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so we've got the poor Paulie Paul story first, but there is going to be lots of stuff about uh, Gemma's dilemma <laughs> as well, which Gemma's is maybe a, maybe a storyline. Um, Stephen Seagull is up next, and, and that was in, an important storyline title for about two scenes on Monday, but I like that storyline title, and damn it if I'm not keeping it. Um, we had a little bit more of the Acid Ryan storyline, and then up next, a couple of tiny ones. We had a little bit of feeling stupid. Do you remember that? No, I don't. The, exactly. Stu not what being a stew at the quiz on Monday. Well, that's couple done of then. scenes. We've done that. I've, I, my alternate title for this is Gooseberry Fool, because he felt like he was being a gooseberry and a bit thick. Don't know which one you like best. Uh, and we had a little bit of a reprise of the Damon Child today as well, just to warm things up for next week's DNA test results. But I'm going to say on the whole, not too impressed with this week's Corey. It was like the finest of the fine episodes. And I don't mean fine like fine dining or like anything. It was just like, it it would do. It did that was fine. this week. <laughs> but we'll see what we can make from it. Um, Some weeks it's like, it, it does feel a bit like you just write it down and put it in the letterbox. I'm sure everybody read. did some lovely, lovely hard work for this week's Coronation Street. There yeah. was some fine acting, fine writing, fine, um, fine but you know, everything. <laughs> but you know, we do this every week. Hmm? We do, this Our may be a fine, fine, fine podcast. Fine. Exactly. It, so it's alright to do it sometimes. And, 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 and like us, Coronation Street also didn't have Dame Maureen Lippman to, to fall back on this week, did it? No. So that's made me think, actually. You know, she's going to be, she's, we thought that she's not going to be back in the show till like September or so. Yeah. But if Claire Sweeney signed my birthday card. Don't be card, starting with your, your theories because. I'm thinking that maybe Claire Sweeney's going to be coming back into no. the Coronation Street before Don't forget, listen, do not forget that we bumped into the actor who played Leo. Yes, Joe Frost. When after he'd already died. Yes. On screen. Yes. Oh yeah, maybe I don't know. I don't know. Just just making me think. I hope that that storyline we don't have to wait until September or whenever for it to all come back. But he anyway. must have been filming his those um, spooky scenes when he came. Remember when we bumped into him? Yeah. Was it then or was it a lot? That no, was a long time. No, he was. He, he said he was doing. That. He was well, doing I think we heard he was doing pickups. I, I think it he was just been, doing yeah, bin shots or something. Just pick ups. Oh, no, no. Anyway, right, the poor Paulie Paul storyline, Gemma. You are hot, so I will go. I first. know what he was doing. What he was, te- he because that was the same day that we saw um, Todd Boyce as Stephen yes. filming the scene that he where he dragged Leo's body out of the bin. Yes. He was obviously there so they could get his likeness for the model that they use <laughs> for the corpse. Clearly, yeah. If you've seen the photos of that, you You'll will know. know why that's a funny joke. Right, so Very Monday we got the chilli contest. And actually, I gave I gave Monday's episode a, a bog... No, I didn't. I gave it a bobbins on, on Street Talk Shorts this week. Oh, because wow. on the whole, it wasn't great. But I did like the chilli contest stuff. It was, it was better than I thought it was. Gemma's got the chilli... Very nicely designed chilies by the um, the Red Butterfly Bakery, weren't they? Well, the, they were, the lady who 
she's who is that that's her company. Yes. She's now doing props. Yeah, she's got a proper job on Coronation Street now, and hasn't she? she? Made but they were they were sugar. A proper job. Uh, yeah, she made them out of sugar. Yeah. They yeah, look yeah. really good, didn't they, everybody? They look great. Really mm. nice um fake chilies. Yeah, lovely. Uh, anyway, so Chesney's getting a bit nervous because basically the chili contest is Ches versus Dev versus Shona. And thank you to whoever the idea it was to come up with those two as Chesney's opponents because they were both they they made those scenes. Can I just say <laughs> though, it is really predictable and I know this is probably something that men's rights activists love to use to whenever there's something that's slightly physical and it's women versus men it the woman in in soaps will will always win of because course. it's like isn't it funny that the lady won <laughs> who would have thought the lady would win anyone who's ever seen a television show well, it's, it's on everything. It's on adverts. It's it on really the TV. Is. Women always win stuff. Women always win, so don't even bother. <laughs> anyway, Dev is getting his sponsors together. He's got a T-shirt with a volcano on the front that says "Hot Stuff." I just love how <laughs> seriously Dev's have been given precious little to do this yeah. year. But what he has been given, he he, he really devs it up to the max. There's it? hardly he's had yeah. There's plenty of people that have had hardly anything to do this year that we really like. I and here's one of them. I know. So, um, meanwhile, we've got the B stories going ahead, which is um, Gemma being poor um, and Joseph wanting to go to a summer club this this year, but um, sadly they can't afford it. So this kind of sets Gemma off on a path of misery this week, which, um, yeah, which comes to a climax. How on much Friday, are these summer clubs, do you know? I have no clue. Mm. I don't know. I don't How know. much would you pay to get rid of your kid? <laughs> How much would you pay to get rid of five kids? That's, that's the question. <laughs> so anyway, Bernie goes round to see Paul later and he's really been struggling to find a job. Um, no surprises, really. And she's there still hiding more crystals about the flat and Paul <laughs> catches her. I, I was so semi-disappointed that he finds the crystals so early. How would you... Ex- right, here's my question. Nothing really came of it. How were you expecting this to come out? Were you expecting like, her to like place the final crystal and then suddenly like a big shard of light comes from <laughs> yeah. the sky and it goes... And it goes... All the way around the perimeter of the room and then they all light up in a glowing... A glowing circle, and, yeah, then and then he steps in. The room and starts rotating round and round and round, and she's like, "See, see, told our you, Paul. told you, Apollo." <laughs> but no, he he does find her. She doesn't. She's not doing a very good job of being sneaky about it, and she tries to defend herself and saying, "Well, you know what? I believe this is my belief system. Crystals are going to help you." And he's just rolling his eyes at this, and he's like, "Fine, fine, whatever. It's only a few crystals after all." Back to the bistro, and the chili contest is going um, full throttle. Dev versus Chez versus Shona, like I said, and um, they got like ten. Is it ten chilies in a row in front of them, from the mildest up to um, what was it the Reaper? Californian Reaper. Uh, uh, at one end, and um, <laughs> that the, we we kind of cut to um, Isn't the chili number one eight. The chili? I don't know. They, they cut to chili number eight, and Paul's getting a little bit overwhelmed by everything. He's watching, and everyone's cheering him on, and he put uh, cheering the the, com- the com- competitors on. Paul goes and heads outside for a bit. And we get to chili number nine. Dev and Chez chicken out. But Shona downs it. So she's the winner. And um, I thought that Shona's chili face was fantastic. Like, they, they were realistic chilies. And honestly, all of the, those three actors were proper looking like they were downing these burning fiery sticks, weren't they? Sticks. Sticks of redness. That's what a chili is. Yeah, they did a really good job Shona of all looking like, really distressed. <laughs> I wonder if they were on YouTube, like, watching 
What's it called? Hot ones, where they eat the uh, chicken wings with hot I don't sauce know. on it. I don't know. Um, but I, I thought I thought they did, they all did a brilliant job. But yeah, shown us the winner. Hooray! That's her done for the week. You can go home now. Um, <laughs> and Deb's just Deb's getting a bit like um, overwhelmed. It, yeah, he he. He, he's like, oh, phone, phone the ambulance. So Leanne's on the phone to 111 later. Dev's just like being a bit of a pansy about the whole thing. But on the plus side, Bernie reveals that they've won £800. So that's pretty good. Paul's chuffed by this. He didn't even have to eat any chilies himself. Which I, feel... I think, you know, he probably should have had maybe a chilli five on the scale just to show that he's taking part somewhat. I'm surprised this didn't turn into an issues-based storyline about abusing chilies and how it's actually not really a good idea can you remember the hottest chili you've ever eaten no oh, not me great story good it was probably a scotch a bonnet or something and but you don't eat those you just flavor things with them yeah I'm, I'm, i don't what's the point i don't see the point of it that it's i've had very hot things and it just makes your mouth taste like that it's just pointless. <laughs> well, it got him eight hundred pounds anyway. So, um, oh, somebody's if got somebody a, somebody's me, got an envelope of money on the Coronation Street. What on earth could happen to that? That's not ending up at the bank, is it? If somebody gave me, it is the the hottest pepper in the world is the California California Reaper. Have you just looked this up? Yeah, two point five, no, two point two or something million Scofields or something like that. <laughs> How many Sco- Scofields? Oh. <laughs> is it named after Philip Scofield? Scoville. <laughs> 2.2 million of them. Can you imagine that? How scary would that be? Very scary. 2.2 million Scofields. <laughs> um, if, if somebody had one... He's gone a bit quiet recently, hasn't he? Tell if somebody what. had one, they had a, one of these chilies, and they said, do you want to try it, would you? Because I would. If I'd it, regret if it. If it was there, you would, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, you would. Just I have might, a lick. I'd be like, oh, just have a little nibble. I'm sure and that'll be fine. You'd and just then regret it for like the next it. eight hours. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm... Also, not very good with hot things. The lady on the other end of the phone to Leanne on, at 111 was not helpful at all. No, she was just like, that's his fault for eating I'm surprised I didn't see a bunch of people on Twitter going, this is really unfair and unrepresentative of the NHS hotline. It's it's going to put people off. It's going to kill people. If, if people think that you're not going to be <laughs> taken seriously, it's really a bad representation. That, that, when was the last time we had a good complaint about Coronation Street. I don't remember the last time we saw a story about the, the people complaining to Ofcom. They need to up their game. Start doing Be more, more controversial. things, yeah. Yeah. Right, what happens then? Um, I, I, I don't know what happens then. I'm lost where we are. Well, back so, at the oh, flat. Oh, yeah, back at, back at the flat. Um, Paul and Gemma are back there, and he's like, oh, I wish that people wouldn't pity me, and I wish they wouldn't treat me different. And then Gemma walks off, and she's up, all upset about the whole thing, so it's all looking at a bit sad so Bernie tells Billy about the crystals later yeah, and Billy, Billy's like crystals around the house well that's just silly that doesn't compare with real. proper religion he I mean he's been accepting of other mainstream religions for lack of a better word hasn't he mm-hmm. in the past but he thinks that yeah crystals is just a little bit of bit too mumbo jumbo-ish well, and then so they get into an argument and Paul's like stop bloody having a go at each other I don't need this well I think he's right though because Billy's saying this is silly it's not it doesn't compare with religion and he's right because it's not religion it's science isn't it it's crystals crystals yeah I, I, I think that he's just oh, crystals have been disproven and religion nobody's, nobody's disproved it yet have they no no 
Um, so he he it's just it just rocks out of the ground, Bernie. Come on, he turns out he turns up at Chariot Square, does Paul? No, yeah, Paul's fed up with this. Yeah, he's fed up with the whole thing. Storms he storms off, off. and who is there but one of his exes, Zach, from his pre-prison days? And um, this this Zach doesn't seem too impressed with the way that things were left with them when they split yeah, up. Paul and Paul says, "Well, look, I went went to prison, didn't didn't do anything about it." Um, and uh, but then he does do this like unnecessarily long flirty look. Uh, over the advert break. It was a bit of a Gail holding her engagement ring to the camera. For like a minute. Yeah, it was a very long end of part one of Coronation Street as Paul's just flirting, going, hey, hey, hey. Um, so after the advert there, Paul gets, Paul and Zach get a drink together. Meanwhile, Bernie goes round to number five to tell Gemma and Chesney what's happened with, with Paul and, and everything. And she's she's a little bit annoyed that she's getting got at when Billy's allowed to do his prayers and stuff. And she's like, he's allowed to do his prayers. Why aren't I allowed to do my crystal stuff? And Bernie says, look, it's fine. Paul's going to be okay. Just let him blow off some steam. Gemma says that. Gemma says that. And, and 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 that is what he is indeed doing. So he's at the hotel. He's, he's with Zach. He's blowing, he's blowing off steam. steam. Yes. Um, and they seem to be getting on very well. But Clax clearly resents. Zach's Zach. clearly resentful about Clax. how Paul dumped him back in the day. And um, but when Paul is telling him, oh, yeah, I was in prison. Zach seems to thaw a bit, and then they start I have to tell exchanging you, saucy I, smiles. If I met up with a, if I met up with an ex-boyfriend who'd like dumped me you out don't of nowhere, have any ex-boyfriends. can I finish my sentence? Who dumped me out of nowhere, and I was mad at them, and they went, "Sorry, darling, I couldn't help it. I was inside. I wouldn't go. Oh, great, that explains it. Okay, I forgive you. <laughs> Maybe Zach likes a bad boy." Maybe he is a bad boy. He is, isn't he? Yes, he is a proper is. bad boy. Cause they, He's naughty. They, they they go up to um they go up to the 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 hotel room get plastered together. Billy's getting very worried yeah, I about. He's a plumber. Thanks. Can't even think what to say that. So they're there, get get having having a few drinks, having the shots and stuff, and Paul hobbles off to the loo or something, and Zach catches eyes of eye on the twenty pound notes that are sticking out of the envelope on the jacket that Paul has thrown over the chair. So, oh, okay, so that's how it's going to happen. Because literally, it is impossible for a character in Coronation Street to have an envelope of money without something nefarious happening to it. If you have an envelope of money, you're going to get mugged. Or someone's going to, we're going to lose it or something. If you yeah. don't have any money and you need it, it will just appear out of nowhere. Yes, and that is indeed what happened. They, they, or, they don't, they don't like bonk or anything, do they? But um, they, they go they back get to close. the hotel room. Yeah, well, this is what they've already been at the hotel room. Zach goes in for the snog, and Paul says, "No, no, I can't. I got a boyfriend back home. I don't cheat." And Zach says, "Oh well, this, you know, at least we can make use of the minibar." So Paul Paul starts down in drinks. Zach pours himself. Uh, pours himself. That sounds. He pours himself. He a drink pours into himself the plant. a drink and then pours that into the plant and then starts to look very dubious. Billy still can't get hold of Paul later. Cut to Paul, passed out on the hotel bed. Zach's checking he's out cold before taking the money and scarpering. The perfect crime. Yes. So on Wednesday, Billy's Billy's worried because Paul hasn't come home overnight. He doesn't know where he is. Bernie says, look, he's probably stayed over at our Gemini's house. Paul has his tantrums. Don't worry about it. Let him blow off steam. Don't take it personally. 
and Billy's like, oh yeah, but I don't, I, I don't know, and I, I need, I need to see him to make sure that he's okay. But he's not there. He's still in the hotel, waking up in his bed, looking proper rough. And he goes to take his jacket, and immediately notice says the moolah is missing. And he's like, oh, Zach, you robbing scumbag. He knows what's happened. And you were like, Zach's working at the hotel. It's not gonna. I it did. was a bit of a, a dodgy move for Zach to make. It seemed like a very, yeah, it seemed like a really obvious, like, you're going to track him down quite easily. Well, I mean, the thing is, he... He did what, change his numbers and changed, stuff. Yeah, but, but why, why did he give Debbie the wrong number? Did he intend to do something nefarious? Well, I thought that he changed his number because he stole this money, but it just seems like way too much hassle to go through for 800 but, Well, it was, it, was just, it was just an opportunistic crime, wasn't it? So I I don't know I I he's not the he's not he's the not master gonna, criminal is yeah, he? Is good, he even come back and says sorry at the end of Wednesday. He's not going to get a good too. review on on um. Crim advisor. Crim advisor. <laughs> What's it called? Checker trade. <laughs> no, he's, he's not going to get either. a good review on there for this. <laughs> so um, Bernie, Billy, and Gemma meeting up in the street later, and they realise that neither of them knows where Paul is, and Billy's starting to proper fret now, but it's okay because Paul's back hobbling down the road, saying, oh, I've got a hangover, spent the night on the mate's sofa, I'm okay, oh, I'm so sorry for, for going, and uh, everything's okay. Well, he knows it's not, but as far as Billy's concerned, at least Paul's back. And so Billy takes him to the pub, says, sorry, sorry, uh, sorry for, for, making, for making you go off on one, sorry about pushing religion onto you, sorry about Bernie and the crystals and everything. Well, sorry Maybe we for took the competition a bit so too seriously. seriously. Yes. Yeah, and... Um, and, and maybe we forgot about you in all of this. Um, but Paul says, look, it's okay. I'm just ashamed that I acted like a massive spoiled brat. Um, and then Billy gets a message. This is all perfect timing. Billy gets a message on his phone about a reconditioned stair lift that's now available in Whitefield. Very reasonable. Maybe we should make an offer on this, says Billy. Especially what with all that cash that's burning a hole in your pocket. Um, and so that's a bit awkward for Paul. He should have said it. it really has burnt the hole in my pocket and it's fallen out. What can I do? So then we have scenes with Rita and Gemma over at number five. Rita's come round to offer um, some strawberries and cream because Wimbledon... Is it Wimbledon this week? Yes, Is that right? Wimbledon. Wimbledon this week. I don't, I don't know these things. Uh, and, and Gemma says, oh, I'm really struggling to cope at the moment. I'm rushed off my feet with all the kids. Now all this pool stuff's happening and Rita has a hug. What more can she do? Help can't help oh she rita hasn't got loads rita of cash that she could anything. just give Gemma. no she's definitely poor she also doesn't have oodles of spare time no literally rita's i thought rita's job is just to hang around and offer cash and sympathy to people but... rita sits probably sits all day long in her little flat up there going i'm so bored and lonely if only i'd had children and then she comes down she's like oh you're struggling with all your kids and then she goes home and she's like so glad I didn't have any children. <laughs> <laughs> um, back at home, Paul's take, uh, putting off taking the money to the bank. Well, you know, there's no money to take to the bank, but Billy's trying to say, I really think you should go and, go and get it in that vault and, um, and I'll take it if you like. And Paul says, no, stop going on about that money. Stop being such a nag, Billy. Yeah. Um, and then, surprisingly and quite refreshingly, I think, he admits that he was with Zach last night. He says, I, he says, I nearly cheated on him. We did neck... Briefly, that's what the that's what, what the, the young uns are called phrase, snogging though. these days. Um, but yeah, we drank loads. Paul crashed out, 
Um, I've crashed out. I am Paul. Um, and then Zach scarpered with the cash. What a piece of trash I am, says Paul. Don't know why you're with me. And Billy's like, neither do I. So Billy forgetting his Christian forgiveness Tell you temporarily. One good thing about crystals versus Christianity mm. is that crystals never like, turn the other cheek, forgive people, love each other as I love you and don't kill people and all that stuff. Mm. Crystals like, do what you want. Is that how it works? Crystals it? say, do what you want. Hold me in your hands and I'll charge you up. Mm. Maybe, yeah. Brilliant. I think I say crystals all the way. Billy is disgusted by this. <laughs> Not just with Paul and Zach spending the evening together where anything could have happened. Now the money's gone oh, missing. Money. He's like he's like proper mad about this. Um, I've been doing my best, says Billy. This diagnosis that you've got, yeah, I know you're dying and everything, but it's been pretty hard for me too. This was too. a good scene because we'd not really seen Billy let loose about his true, up, you know, he's been very supportive of Paul. Yes. So this is the first time he's ever really been able to vocalise how upset and scared he is. Well, it himself. is. It must be mega difficult for the for the carers and the families of people with diseases like this. And if the person that you're caring for just goes and nearly cheats on you yeah. and uh, loses loses the stairlift money. money in the process by doing that naughty cheating. Yeah, no wonder. I think Paul absolutely deserved that massive telling off that he got from Billy. Um, because, I I mean, there I, I do get a little bit fed up of so many Coronation Street stories seeming to be turning to cheating and affairs and... Um, love triangles and one night stands at the moment they're, they're going back to that well a little bit often but yeah I'm, I'm glad that this one came out quickly and billy was absolutely in the right for for giving giving yeah, paul a piece off. of his mind yeah so yeah he's like you're talent you're terrible yeah so he, he goes out for a, for a walk. walk i'm going out for a walk and as he leaves, he bumps into Bernie and tells her what's happened as great. well. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> and Paul says, oh, Mum, I've got no excuse, really. And she says, right, we need to get to that hotel and find out where this Zach's got to. Meanwhile, Gemma's still with Rita, telling her how desperately sad she's feeling about everything and useless and there's nothing I can do to help Paul and I'm poor. And she says, she says <sighs> the same black mist that I had when I had postnatal depression is coming back. Um, and I think that I think that I think that Dolly's doing a great job with this. Yeah, I I I'm not gonna say that I'm loving it. Like I could do without more sadness. But oh yeah, I think she's doing a good job. I think it's realistic to show that other people around Paul are also struggling. Yeah, yeah, anyway. and it and it shouldn't sort of make anyone who, you know feel guilty about it because it is a fact of life that the person who is going through it. That's just one person, mm. and and everybody else is gonna have their own thoughts and feelings, and obviously in they're all trying to hide it because they want they don't want to upset Paul anymore. Yeah. But we get to see all these things that he's not seeing. So mm. the fact that she's telling Rita, I, I think I'm depressed again. Yeah, yeah. So Rita says, says Rita says go and see Doctor Gaddas then go and tell Can her. Just get an appointment yeah. today. Just 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 go and see her. She's she's Walk got in. her open she's door policy. Yeah. yeah. So um, that Paul and Bernie are at the hotel later, and Debbie's there saying, "Oh, Zach's not working for me anymore. He's a fr- he's a freelancer." She says, that made which, me laugh. "What isn't really the right term to use as far as I know for normally for this kind of thing. contractor." 
self-employed. Yeah. But anyway, the only number that she has for him doesn't work. I like the also. I like the way that, that um there's an insinuation that Debbie just has a full-time plumber working at the hotel. Can you imagine what a dump it would have to be if they needed a full-time plumber just there all day long? Well, I mean, it's the only hotel in Weatherfield, so... It's the hotel. It is the hotel. Um, so anyway, Paul's down in the dumps about this, and Bernie says, well, you know what, you deserve it. Oh. Billy, meanwhile, is drowning his sorrows in the bistro, gets to, gets to test out Toya's counselling skills, and she says, look, just, just forgive him and move on. She's like, look, 50 everybody pounds, does please, something... Billy, for that wise pearl of wisdom. Sometimes... You find out about something, about your partner, that makes you really sad. And I say, you should just forgive them, because the other choice is to drive them into a wall. And I found that although, in my case, worked out fine, (laughs) I'm not sure that you would get away with it. No. Because I am beautiful and I've got big, lovely, innocent looking eyes. Billy is beautiful. But Billy, no, Billy, definitely. If I, if I was there, you know, if I was on the jury, this might get me out of jury duty. If I was on jury duty and then they brought in a vicar, I'd be like, any vicar's accused of anything, I believe they did it 100%. What? Yes, I do. Because why would Man they be God. here? No there's, no, there's no reason for a vicar to get accused of anything. He must have done it. Well, anyway, anyway, Toya... I'm biased. Toya's like, look, maybe... Flirting with Zach made him feel alive and a bit less rubbish well, about this Well, she did give him really good advice. Yes. And so Paul, uh, Billy's like, hmm, mm. yes, you might be right there, Toy. So, surprise, Zach comes into the Rovers later where Bernie and Paul are drinking. And he's seen an article about the chilli contest and feels really bad about robbing Paul. Can I just say, Zach is like, a, like hundreds of times better at tracking people down than Bernie and Paul are. Yeah, they've all been looking for him all day and he's just like, there you are. They're in a pub. Found you straight away. Of course this is where you'd be. Because um, <laughs> doesn't Bernie get up and lock him in? She closes the rover's yeah, uh, she does. front doors or something and he's like, no, here you go. I have, to, I have, to, I have the money back. Yeah, Sorry apparently about that. this chilli contest has been publicised in the papers but it doesn't yeah. seem to have brought in any more Slow money. Day. Everyone's just reading it going, huh. <laughs> anyway. Paul says, look, thanks very much. Should have told you about Billy. He, he's like proper feeling guilty about this whole thing and, and Zach's like, oh, is there anything else I can do? And Bernie tells him to hop it. Maybe this is so building up to like Zach sort of going away and researching some amazing soap planned um, cure Maybe. for Paul. Maybe he's going to find Unlikely. out he doesn't actually really have them and it's just soap, a soap version that's... <laughs> It pops Easily. up every few years when yeah, you need it for storyline purposes. Yeah. Paul goes over to number five, tells Gemma what's happened. She says, you bloody idiot. Stupid yeah. self is idiot. T- gives, <laughs> gives him a telling off as herself as well, telling him a few home true truths about you can't just expect everybody forgive you for anything just because you've got MND. I thought that was great. This is really, this is the sort of thing you could only really tell your brother or your sister, like somebody who's really, Those really Those two are to, brilliant like, together. I really, really love that Don't just go around being a scumbag and they're going, but I've got MND. Yeah. Doesn't work like that, exactly. bro. Exactly. And he's like, thanks very much for your honesty, sis. Um, and you need to be honest with Chesney that you're struggling too. So she does. Chesney comes home later and Gemma says, you know how you're permanently sad, Chesney? You know, like, yeah, that is your you one thought? and only um, expression, yeah. misery. I'm feeling yeah. that too as well at the moment. I got some antidepressants today from Gaddas. And Ches says, oh, you're amazing, Gemma. You do so much for the family while I'm at work slicing kebabs. Um, I've been worried about you too. I had noticed that you're sad. 
because I love you. So it's, it's thanks for opening up to me. And let's keep it a secret just for now. All right. So Paul gets home. He and Billy apologise to each other. They have a lovely scene making up. Paul says, look, I got my money back. Not everything. Because doesn't, doesn't Zach spend some of it? And I don't know. He's like, he? oh, it's my penance or something. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't, and Billy says, look, I'm sorry if I've been pressuring you about the baptism. And Paul says, look, I just feel so powerless at the moment. Billy says, I, I'm not going to mention getting baptised again. It's over. It's done with. You do you, Paul. And Paul says, I'm just not ready yet to think about my death and what happens afterwards, okay? Um. I don't want to act like an idiot, but I have been one. I'm just really afraid of the future. And then they have little, little scene with tears streaming down their cheeks. And it's all very sad, but at least they're friends again. Right. It's all very so, sad, but at least they're friends again. Friday, um, the, the story definitely moves more onto the, the Gemma side of things, doesn't it? And she's really tired. I, I felt that, I don't know, often, often I found on Coronation Street when there's stories about someone getting into some kind of mishap because they're really tired, there's not ever much of a build-up of tiredness. It's more like they're tired that episode and that episode no. is when something sad is going to happen no. to them. Gemma's been moaning about this for, for weeks. Has for she? years. Yes. But it felt like it really went into overdrive today. No, I don't, I don't think know. So. so she's fallen asleep on the sofa overnight and he's worried that she's taken Chesney too many is. pills. Chesney is. But she's like, no, I'm fine. I'm just, I'm just really, really tired. And she, she, she's an autopilot, isn't she? She gets up and starts tidying around the lounge and everything and Chesney's like... Maybe I should help you with that. I hate it when... Maybe this is my house as well. I said this before. When when people who live in the house with you are like, I'll help you. Oh, help me. Help me to do what? Look after your children and cook your dinner and tidy your house too, Chesney. He's bringing home the bacon, Gemma. I know he's working well, as well. Lamb. But he's not as tired as she is. <laughs> um, he, he offers to stay off work and she's like, no, no, no. I'm we need fine. the money. She's being a martyr about it. So Billy and she's Paul... She's not being a martyr. She's saying we, we cannot afford for people to not work. Yeah. Billy and Paul, cafe breakfast, as per usual. Uh, Paul's surprised that Billy's being so nice and forgiving. And Billy says, right, you're in the last chance saloon, mate. In more, in more ways than one. <laughs> um, he doesn't say that. I just made that up. Oh. But he, he, he gives words to that effect. I was going to say, I can't imagine Billy being that cheeky. No. Um, Daniel brings Bertie round to the madhouse that is number five. And the quads are there at the table, just banging away at pots and pans and all sorts of things. Awful lot of noise. Gemma is there just internally collapsing because of this kid chaos. Um, and Bert, Daniel's like, here's Bertie. Bye. Hi. Off to the prison. Why weren't you on strike today, Daniel? I don't Scout. think. I don't think that. Hmm? Uh, yeah. Is Daniel not in the NEU? Doubt it. Hmm. Bernie um, talks to Chesney and finds out that there's something wrong with Gemma, so she heads over to number five and says, "Look, Chesney says you've been struggling a bit. Gemma's kind of knocked about this because it was supposed to be their secret, but um, she perks right up when uh, Bernie offers her a fiver and says, "Go to Roy's." have a bit of time out, have a cup of tea, I'll stay back and look after the kids. So obviously Gemma scurries all over there just to get away from them for a bit. Um, so she's sitting there at the cafe and who walks in but Beth? Some... I thought, somebody's, somebody's got to be narky, someone's got to be mad, someone's got to get offended at the fact that Gemma's having a bit of a 
time out when she should be working. Somebody's got to report her to the authorities. Who can it be? Who's the who's the narkiest members of the cast? Is it going to be Leanne that finds her, or is it going to be Beth? This time it is Beth, and she's she's mad because Gemma's supposed to be looking after her grandson Bertie. And so she kind of nags her into submission and Gemma heads back to number five and kind of has a bit of a blurry time looking at the door there, stealing herself up to go inside. Um, Bernie's uh, there <laughs> for trying to get the children involved in a, in a fun round of The Quiet Game, which works like for all of say. five seconds. That sounds like the sort of thing you say when somebody walks into the house and you've killed them all. What? Me and the children are playing the quiet game. <laughs> Do you want to join in? Well, that's what it's going to be for Gemma, I think, if these kids drive her at the wall anymore. Anyway, she, she Gemma comes in. She's all miserable because of Beth, but she's all right. To no, she tells Bernie, I'm okay to get her out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you go, Bernie. It's fine. So, um, but it, she, she doesn't last. Next scene, we see Gemma. She's trying to get a bit of shut eye on the sofa. Um, and <laughs> literally, her eyes have been closed for... Half a second when Bertie comes toddling over, delves straight into a bag, pulls the pills out. I think that he's been, you know, if, I know that Gemma's only had the pills there since the last episode, but it feels like this is a stakeout operation that Bertie's been on for weeks, just waiting for Gemma to he's fall been... asleep so he can root through her bits. Do you think he's been pushing her into depression? Maybe he has. Get out his hands as little grubby mitts. Yeah. What is it? What's the... You know, the attraction to, to pills with, with for children on Coronation Street. Because it doesn't seem too long it's, ago since Ruby was down in... It was pills, was it? I don't remember it was a few years ago. Well, Bert... The kids really do that. Yeah, they do. Bertie was um, also trying to eat batteries the last time he had a was, wasn't he? <laughs> Yeah, Bertie, he's just, he'll just down anything. Yeah. He's, yeah. You can't trust him. <laughs> but anyway, he's, he's... I guess he thinks they're sweets. Um, it's, it's enough to know that you're not supposed to do it for a kid. What? A kid. It's enough for the kid to know, oh, you're not allowed those. That's enough to make the kid go, yeah. well, let's have oh, them. Yeah, a troublemaker. But he's going to regret it, doesn't he? Because, uh, yeah. They... I don't think he does. <laughs> he do, all he does is he looks a bit sick and then he ends up going to hospital and having a fuss and he get to eat ice cream. Sounds brilliant. If I was him, I'd be it was. making it was a beeline for It was just a fast track to ice cream, wasn't it? As soon as I it? see more pills in a little packet, I'm going for it. Well, you've given it away now. Ber oh, Bernie, Bernie and Gemma and Daisy and Daniel... All, all, no, Gemma's there on the sofa, isn't she? So Bernie and Daisy and Daniel come in later and they find Gemma asleep on the, um, on the sofa and then she wakes up and immediately notices that Bertie's looking a bit icky on the floor over there. He's like, uh, he's having a sad time. And uh, Gemma sees that he's got the box of pills. Uh-oh, there were five Weeps. of my antidepressants in here earlier. Well, there's five missing. There, yeah, there's five missing. Here's my so. tip. If you want to be a terrible babysitter and yes, sleep on the job, I do. get yourself a bell attached to your door so that when the door opens, it rings like an inner shop. Well... Gemma's got one of these houses like you have in America and the front door opens straight into your lounge mm. so there's not really much time for sorting yourself out and making it look Barricade like you're just resting in then. your eyes. Sleep on the sofa in front of the door. <laughs> anyway, or she she could have um, just closed the bottom half of the door, couldn't she? That would have pretend, bought her a little bit of time. Yeah, or pretend you've been knocked unconscious by Bertie. Yeah. Say so he's a drug addict and he beat you up for some pills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like then, Stephen then, trying to get that LSD from the key teens in the alley. Yeah, and then twist it back on, on Daniel and be like, where could Bertie have learned these things from? 
Daniel, any of the kids that you teach, did they do anything like this? <laughs> Aren't you always working with children that d do this sort of thing for drugs? <laughs> maybe it's rubbing off on Bertie. Oh, maybe it's your fault, Daniel. I think that Stephen needs to enlist Bertie in helping him to drug Elaine because he's yeah. honestly like sneaky with the old pills and everything. Stephen's been trying to, well, kind of building himself up to to dose overdosing her for a few weeks now and every time it just ends in failure first so, shot that Bertie gets at the pills yeah straight in there so what are you saying that that Stephen should get the pills and hide them in his handbag and pretend to take a nap and then Elaine will come along and go <laughs> yeah oh what's this in Stephen's handbag are you insinuating that Elaine is on the same kind of IQ level as Bertie oh what are these shiny pills I'm not going to say she's not but <laughs> Hey, Elaine, I'm just going to go to sleep on our sofa. I'm just going to leave my and man then, bag and here. Then he, Don't and then look he, inside. He makes his hands into the prey thing and then he sort of rests his hands on it yeah. and goes, <laughs> I'm, I'm asleep. <laughs> I'm dreaming of Canada. <laughs> Maple syrup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Elaine just can't help herself. What, what was it? Uh, oh, uh, what was it called? Oh, <laughs> Beaver Tales. Tell you what, tell you what, did you see on Reddit no, this what? week the video of a moose? I've told you they're huge. Is this they're bloody massive. I told you this before. It was like towering over yeah. this car. They're like 10 I feet thought they tall. were just like horse size. No, I told size. you this. I showed you, you tell a video. Me I showed you a video of it's like a monster. It's like a you know like when they show you that you go to one of these museums and like hey back in the day that uh, rats used to be the size of a house and there's a picture of a man next to a giant rat and you're like whoa <laughs> yeah. this is what a moose is like. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I'm not surprised. I'd want to get out of Canada if I thought one of them was going to trample me That's down. That's why they're all well odd. This is why this is why Canadians <laughs> are so chill about everything. Because they know that one day they could come face to face with a moose and everything else is just gravy. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. What are we talking about? <laughs> not the Stephen story. We're not like, talking about Stephen. We're talking Bertie, about Bertie. He's, in, he's on it's life and death it. situation. No, he's not. He's fine. He he's goes okay. to the goes to the hospital and um, he's, he's going to be fine. Good job there weren't sedatives though, Gemma, because he'd be dead. And Stephen's there taking notes. Really, sedatives, okay. Um, Daniel says, look, it was an accident. Gem Gemma's mortified with um, like how it, yeah, it could have gone. And um, Daniel says, you know what, it's fine. Could have happened to anyone. Even uh, Daisy's there. And I thought that Daisy might be a little bit more... Um, any, any excuse to have a pop at Gemma, even though they weren't maids. But yeah, she's been forgiven, but Gemma has certainly not forgiven herself. She's beating herself up about how bad it could have been. It's got no leg to stand on when it comes to telling people that they're being bad around children. Pushing him down the stairs, having his mobile phone in prison when he's not supposed to. He's terrible. Terrible man. Um, anyway, so um, Paul and Billy... Um, are talking baptisms in the cafe later because Paul's had the idea that to make up for his little dalliance with Zach in the hotel, he's gonna get his he's gonna get himself dunked. And Billy says, "Are you sure you're not just doing this for me because you're feeling guilty about Zach?" And Paul's like, "Oh yeah, you got me. I do just well, want to make no it up." There's no point in doing you. it then. And, yeah, Billy says, "Look, this is a big commitment. It's not just about you know getting your getting your hair wet and then." I'm going to say, hallelujah, you're going to heaven. This is making a commitment to God and you don't even believe in him, which I thought was a bit of a weird route to take because Billy was kind of pushing, force, him, pushing towards him towards doing something that he knew would be a fairly meaningless gesture. 
And now bit Paul's the one suggesting it. He's like, this oh, is no. why you do it when they're babies. Like, because they, there's no choice then, and the baby doesn't know if it believes on God or not. Well, yeah, that's why you have your, your adult, well, your, your teenager adult uh, baptisms, isn't it? I liked, I liked how Sally came in and she, I, well, you, you were in the kitchen at this I point. Heard I heard her talking. Oh, about, I didn't know. No, I told you that okay. I was listening. Oh, yeah, okay. So, yeah, she was talking about Sophie's I baptism. I know, because I she? heard her. Oh, no, okay. It was nice. It was nice. I was nice, cooking nice your tea. Back. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, Beth comes to visit in hospital, immediately wants to know if the police have been, because she assumes that everybody is just like her and wants compo for anything. Dominic and Daniel's like, no, it's fine. There are mates. Grass. It's It's not really exactly necessary. Exactly what I would expect of could a have happened, Could have happened to anybody. Policeman's mum. And um, Beth says, Bertie's all I've got left to Sinead. Anything yeah. could have happened. That was sad. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, I suppose. But, it, you know, I, I, don't really, I don't really enjoy watching Beth, so I don't... She, she may have I feel excuse, I, but I'm not I, buying it. I always... Um, yeah, I, that, whenever Beth is very protective of Bertie, I always just think it's that link. Mm. But, I mean... He's all that Daniel has got left of Sinead, apart from a hard drive of videos from her. She, I wonder if Sinead recorded a video of like a Nah, now Bertie, don't do drugs. Bertie, when your childminder falls asleep on the sofa, don't eat don't pills. Don't take a pills out of a purse. Well, you went a bit uh, Beatles then. Sorry. Um, anyway, my, my impression was perfect. It was exactly what Sinead sounded like. Um, yeah, they asked me to do the videos for for that, and I said no because I didn't want to wear a blonde wig. It should be. They should. They should have recorded her. Had her recording messages of life advice for him. She did. Well, no, like telling him off stuff as well. Well, like your mum's going to tell you off from beyond the grave. Yeah, like every time when he swears, she's going to say, "Bertie, we're oh. going to wash your mouth out with syrup." <laughs> um. Anyway. We're struggling to come up with anything I meaningful so to say hot. about this. Gemma is there. She's been fanning herself with, the, with my quiz scores my for the past 20 minutes. Okay, right. So anyway, they, they, they that's all okay. Beth's, Beth's in the mood about it. But there, there are a couple of scenes. We were, we were wondering a couple of weeks ago whether her and Kirk are still split up, haven't we? And they seems are. like they are because they had a bit of a standoff in the cafe. Um, anyway, Gemma gets home and tells Ches that uh, and Bernie that Daniel's being very reasonable but she doubts that he's going to be looking after Bertie again no, or Glory for gonna, that matter they're going to take their kids away she yeah, said yeah 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 that's what I said you said he no I typed he but I said she Bernie tells Chesney later that she might have given Gemma a goddess complex or something and that she needs to take things more slowly Daniel comes into the pub later when Gemma's serving and he says right you need to stop beating yourself up here lady I'm not going to take it any further. It's fine. We all drug each other's children from time to time. It don't happens we? like happens a, to the best a, of us a twice a year. Yeah, um, but I am going to be looking for other arrangements for Bertie now, and this is Gemma's worst nightmare because she obviously needs all the cash that she can get at the moment, and now Daniel's withdrawing his his um, funding, and Michael has apparently off screen said that she can't look after Glory anymore. I think the whole Michael and Glory element to this story is a bit mystifying really because nothing's ever come of it has it is it just to add on to the pressure and the drama or something I don't know um, but anyway so she's she's kind of stuffed um, and then Billy talks with Paul in the pub later about baptism again and Billy says look forget about that 
let's just talk to an MND support group. I have a leaflet. And that's where that's left. So how did you find this story this week, Dana? Um, it was okay. I mean, it was the main story of the week, wasn't it? Um, I just think it... The chilli contest wasn't as silly as I thought it was going to be. It wasn't a silly chilli. Um, I liked, I liked how uh, the storyline forced some people to sort of confront Paul with some of the more negative feelings that they had because it's hard to sort of express your worries and upset to somebody in the situation, but they they kind of got to clear the air a little bit from that perspective. Mm. Um, it really frustrates me how Gemma and Chesney struggle so much with this. Do you remember that they they had trouble with the electricity bills? That's still They're going always on. having money problems. I, it just really annoys me. I wish Coronation Street had never done the Fresh Goes storyline. No, no, you always come back. To I'm that. sorry, but I do because this would have solved all They'd of their problems. They'd have a mansion by this point. They, the Fresh They Go could money. have at least been comfortable with with what they were doing, but they decided not to, and their children are literally suffering for it every day because they're not sellouts. They should be. Um, do you, how did you, um, did you think that Gemma was, was wrong for going to the cafe? And, because that was the other thing, wasn't it? Um, no. But Beth finds out that, no, Daniel finds out at one point that Gemma went to the cafe and it looked like he was going to have a go at her for that, but he doesn't. I, I don't know. I don't know what the rules are if you're a child minder like this. Are you allowed to step out and... You wouldn't be in a situation where you had six kids and nobody else to help you. Don't, don't child minders work alone yeah but not with six kids i don't know how these things work i mean it, we spoke about this at the very beginning didn't we it's true that bernie isn't dbs checked presumably but you know if it's they're your friends and neighbors i'm sure that Gemma would think they're okay with me leaving them with me mum if it was somebody that you didn't know or you only knew you know on a professional level or anything through that maybe it would look a little bit dodgy but I don't blame her for it. Um, she probably shouldn't have gone to sleep because she was purposely trying to get some shut eye, wasn't she? It's not like she was just sitting there yeah, and accidentally well dozed off. To say this, but she she was desperate. Yeah, I know, but she had a job to do. She could have at least zipped up her purse. She knew that the, the no. pills were there. What? Yeah, but okay. She there's a lot of other things she should have done if she was going to go to sleep. She should have made sure the knives weren't accessible. She should have made sure that there were no saucepans with their handles over the side. She should have made sure the back door was locked. She should have made sure the front door was locked. Mm. She should have blah, 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 blah. She should have said to Chesney when he offered to stay at home at the beginning of the episode. Well, it's defeating the purpose. I suppose so, if he's not going to bring in the kebab cash. You might as well not, yeah. Mm. You might as well not babysit in that case. Yeah. But yeah, when it comes to babysitters, we we had this conversation before, but you can only have three over under the age of five. Oh, is that why? You can have six kids, but yeah. they but they they can't all be under five. Well, thank you, Google, for that. Okay. Yeah, and they well, have she's... to be. And your own children are in, are included, and you, there's a minimum floor space as well, which I'm sure they don't. Right. Well, Gemma on, uh, is going to be getting a visit from the social services on Monday, isn't she? Because um, she's been reported by somebody. Presume. Do you think it's Beth, or is they are they gonna? I think it's Beth. They're gonna take a bit of a curveball, and it's actually Daisy or something. Oh. I hope it's Beth. 
Because if somebody's going to just be horrible and try and get people into trouble, it might as well be the same person every single time. Yeah. Because uh, I did appreciate that Daniel and Daisy were being quite forgiving about it. I thought this is, you know, it's going down to quite a nice route. And they, I, d- I don't need Gemma being taken to court or anything like this because of because of what she's done. But yeah, maybe she's learned a lesson now. This story was it was okay. Um, I, I, I just really was glad that Paul didn't keep the whole Zach thing a secret, and it looks like it's made them come closer as a couple. Him and Billy, they they were ending up united in grief, I guess. But at least they were united. So um, that was that story, really. Gemma, mm-hmm. do you want to talk about your friend Stephen Seagull? Yeah, I do. And Seagull Limited. We had a returning character this week, didn't we? Yep. Yeah, yes, I'm in do. agony. My shoulder is really hurting me. Do you need anything? Oh, there's something you can do about it. Have you taken some painkillers and stuff? I'm in pain. I sorry know, if I'm sorry if I'm sound miserable, but I'm in agony. I don't know what you've done to your shoulder. You know, you do know what I've done to it. Oh. I've got a problem with my shoulder. Yeah, yeah I know, but it it's particularly bad at the moment, isn't it? Right, Stephen Seagull. <laughs> <laughs> we went to the seaside today, and we yeah. didn't see a single seagull. Saw a pigeon. There was a pigeon. We don't go to the beach to see pigeons. And a swan and ducks. Oh yeah, we did. <laughs> we, 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 we walked down swan. by the sea, and Gemma was like, "Oh, I want to dangle my feet over the yeah, edge." I did. And and then some swans came along and nearly had your toes off, to didn't they? Foot off. I think Gemma's Gemma's toes must sell smell they like, like bread or something. Like a bunch of little maggots. They left my the feet alone. There's something. It's because you had shoes on. Oh yeah. It's because okay. you're being miserable. Oh, I'm at the beach. I could keep my trainers on. <laughs> I had a pair of shorts though, and that was very um nautical. Yeah, for me. On Monday, Elaine and Stephen jump in, bump, jump into, bump into Jerry. <laughs> they jump into a berry <laughs> from Tai Chi. They're Tai Chi. Duh. The, they're, I'm also they're tai, hot. They're Tai Chi teacher. I'm really hot as well. She, <laughs> Elaine is pleased to hear that the, they're going to do permanent Tai Chi classes. And she's like, let's go for a drink at Roy's. And then meanwhile, Carla is trying to contact Stephen because she's like, this seagull, who are, these pe- who are these seagull people? But he's not picking up the phone. So then she goes to find him in the cafe and she's like, oh, the, he says, the consultant can't make it over today. And she says, well, I'll go if you see them then. How about that? I don't even think they're real. You're making it up. I cannot find them online or anything. I, I, I need to speak to them. Otherwise, I don't believe you. And so he says he's going to set up a video call with them later. How's he going to pull that one off? Stephen asks Sarah to go and check on Gail because she seems sad to get her out of the building so that he can phone Gabrielle. Ooh. Gabrielle, his ex-wife, who's also... Canadian, yes, or American, fake Canadian, just like he is, and then asked, also very amenable to taking part in his duplicitous like, schemes. I know that we, I know that we're mortal enemies, but I'm going to help you defraud somebody. It was it was quite convenient ame- for Stephen that she was, yeah. So he, he's like, he caught her in a yeah. good mood, and he does a really, she does a really good job because Carla has this phone call, video call with her later. And um, Gabrielle's like going, oh, it's really great. I, I'm, a, I'm a great consultant and our, our company is uh, brilliant and you need to listen to us. So we for- we're forecast casting that you shouldn't try to do business with business Russia business. <laughs> <laughs> or something. And um, 
And he, she tells Carla that Stephen Carla's is probably convinced. her best asset. Mm. And Sarah comes in and then... I don't know why Gabrielle would do this. Well... Seriously. Well... But anyway. Sarah comes in and um, Stephen tries to head her off. Because she's like, oh, seagull person. I think Sarah thinks it's an actual seagull. She's like, oh, there's <laughs> a seagull. seagull. Seagull is talking to a seagull on video. I want to see this. And, uh, but she misses it in the end. That was, that was an advert break cliffhanger, wasn't it? And I thought that I was quite excited. That was one of the things that made me a bit down about Monday's episode. Because it was just like, oh, I'm going to walk in and am I going to catch Carla speaking to my auntie Gabrielle? No, I missed it. And I'm like, oh, that's a shame. That would have really raised the stakes a bit. Yeah. But it turned out that it was just all okay for Stephen. Carla's convinced that, that, that Seagull is real, but she doesn't want to use them anymore, which is fine with him. He's, I think Stephen rues the day he ever even made this up. <laughs> yeah, I know. So Elaine's coming out of another class later and going on to Jerry about, oh, Stephen's always working. Oh. Another one, just like Sarah, see? Yeah, Us when men. your husband starts working too hard, you're allowed to go anywhere you like with Tai Chi teachers and drug dealers <laughs> they're the two people that like hoover up all the women <laughs> so he says let's go out for a bite to eat and she's like oh i shouldn't really but you know what screw him i'm gonna do what i want for once so gabrielle and Stephen, hang on yeah oh he's talking so when elaine gets home Stephen's on the phone talking to Gabrielle. Well, he's on his laptop, isn't he? He's... Well, yeah, that's right. And um, and Lane sees them, and he's like, "Oh, closes the laptop, saying thanks, Claire, bye, and and um, we'll talk tomorrow." Elaine looks very suspicious, but Stephen tells her it's just somebody from a consultancy firm, and says, "I don't care about the factory anymore, but I do want us to register our intent to marry." What is this? Some kind of like online thing where you have to tick a box to say that you intend to marry? What does that mean? I don't. I thought know. they already got in- engaged. Yeah. What does that mean? It registers our intent to marry. I mean, when we got married, we had to have the bands read out at church, didn't is that we? What you is think that it is? is this a secular bands thing? I, I don't know. Well, how do you Who do, do that? Who do you have to tell? Write it in the paper or something. I don't know. I'm not sure. But anyway, he, she's like, oh. How do you do a secret flit and get married at Gretna Green if you have to register your intent? Yes, yeah, stupid. Maybe it's a Canadian thing. I don't know. I think you're being down on. I have to climb to the top of the nearest redwood and just holler it into the distance so to... that far and wide. No. You have to tie it to a moose. <laughs> Nobody can read it because they're all terrified. <laughs> on Wednesday, Stephen and Elaine and Audrey meet in the cafe and he's booked Elaine to an appointment with a personal wedding shopper. And um, Stephen's like, tells Audrey, oh, Elaine's so sad, but this will help her feel better. And it does. Capitalism. They come back. They've got loads of shopping bags. Tim's there. He, he's like, oh. Moan, moan, moan. Don't send me an invitation to your wedding. I'm not going. Well, yeah, he was annoyed that they um, use a different taxi firm and not streetcars as it wasn't, well. It was more It was more that he didn't want to go to the wedding. Elaine's sad. Sally's fed up with Tim. I'm <laughs> <sighs> oh, so hot. Gemma's just fanning herself. The... Every time I fan myself with this hand, it hurts my shoulder. Let me fan you. No. I can fan you. And you won't do it right. <laughs> How do I go wrong fanning exactly. you with a bit of paper? Who knows? Let me try. No. Back in the flat, <laughs> Stephen's moaning about Tim and saying, oh, he's just like Jeff. He's always undermining you. He's always gaslighting you. You should write Tim a letter and I'll deliver it to him in front of Sally so that he can rebuild the bridges. So Elaine writes this letter and she wants to give it to him herself. But Stephen says, no, I'm going to do it. 
And so she's like, oh, thanks, Stephen. And then she, he takes it to work and he scans it. And we're like, what is he doing What's with this? Going What's on? going on? And we got, managed to get a, a picture of this letter, didn't we? To yes. kind of read a little bit of it. And I mean, I, was, I didn't get, and, and maybe they said this in the script and I didn't pick it up, but I don't know how much he was involved in the wording of the letter because it seems like whatever it was she wrote it's going to work out very nicely with his scheme. So I wonder whether he kind of put the words in her mouth and then she well, put them on the page. the first sentence is, Dear Tim, I can't take any more of your behaviour. I've fallen in love with Stephen and something, 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 something. Getting to have you back in my life has been a blessing. I never blah, 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 blah. Uh, now with Stephen, I feel truly happy. For you to reject him breaks my heart. And then, as though you can't read all of it because it's creased up, but it also says, I love you and I love him. Please give it some thought. Love, mum. So he scanned this in and then he goes and he sort of has a go at Tim. They have a little bicker, don't they? Mm. Um, he's not really trying to give him the letter. He's trying to make go to Tim into telling him where to go. Yeah. He, Stephen insinuates that maybe Tim's the one that's unhappy in his marriage and Tim's not having that. So he sends him off with a flea in his ear. So Stephen's like, goes home and says, I couldn't even give Tim the letter. He was so mean to me. He's having a go at me. And Elaine's really mad. And she takes the letter back and she rips it up and throws it in the bin. So later on, Stephen tells Elaine, I've got to go to the factory. I've got to get an important document. and I'll get a pizza on the way back. And I'll take the rubbish out on my way. He could have just taken the letter out of the bin. <laughs> in the factory later, he is chasing over the letter... And just to remind everybody, the first sentence is, I need to remind myself. Yeah, he's like got a special I can't lit up take, desk thing. I he? can't take any more. Yeah. Mm, interesting. So on, on Friday, he's starting to sow these seeds by telling Dr. Gaddis in the cafe, he is worried that Elaine is depressed and he thinks she might do something drastic. So what, what we're taking from this is then that he's going to be, he's going to bump off Elaine but make it look like she's taken her own life, isn't she? So he's, like you said, now sowing the seeds that maybe she's feeling a bit a bit suicidal and let's just end it all. Sneaky. So Dr. Gallus says, you come and talk to me privately at lunchtime. I have literally millions of hours I every don't day do anything. Free. I only, I'm only in, I only do this for storylines and nobody else apart from... Gemma's sad and I already gave her pills, which I hope she isn't giving to children because that gave me in trouble. <laughs> Sally apologises for Tim's behaviour at work and says, um, Elaine, you, you and Elaine should come to dinner at the bistro. And Stephen says, Elaine is very fragile and couldn't take it, but don't tell anyone that she's sad. And then Sally seems really upset and tells Tim about this and says that she's depressed because of all this conflict. You should make peace with her and Stephen before things get worse. So Dr. Gavis is talking to Stephen in this little private Yeah, he just goes to the... Yeah, and, to and says, um, I cannot help her unless she comes in. I can't tell her anything or do anything. Or give yeah, her, 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 all Gavis can do is reassure Stephen and offer him advice as yeah. being the, the, the spouse-to-be of somebody who's going Depressed. through these yeah these suicidal thoughts. Um, and, and Stephen's saying, oh, she, she won't talk about it. It's going to be really difficult for me to be able to get her to come in to see you. And Dr. Gallus says, look, well, you're my patient too and you can come and see me whenever you want. And then she does a big wink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just imagine that. Stephen and Susan. 
Did we make yeah. up that she's gay or is she actually gay? So she is actually gay. She has a wife. She might be bisexual. She could be turned. She could by be Coronation Street's first out bisexual. <laughs> Maybe because they always are bisexual, but they won't admit yeah. it. Um, <laughs> Tim chases after Elaine in the street to try to uh, make up f- f- to her. She's not in the mood. She's like, no, I'm not listening. And um, he's trying to tell her that, that Stephen was the one that was having to go at him yesterday. And she's like, no, you need to apologise. I'm not having this. So when Stephen gets home later, he's surprised to see Tim and Elaine there and Tim apologising for everything. <laughs> and, and Stephen's... Yeah, Tim's apologising and Stephen's like really rubbing it in. Isn't he? He's like going... Mm. He, he says something bitchy that kind of puts Tim's nose out of joint. Yeah. And neither of them clearly are making up with each other. No, they, they both kind of... Yeah, they both end by giving her a look. So Elaine thinks that everything's cool between them. Because she's stupid. Stephen now knows that... Well, he, he kind of knew already that Tim's onto him, but he knows that... Yeah, Tim's now... His his scheme over the last week or two to estrange Elaine from from Tim has now completely failed because they're back to being on speaking terms again. Um, So he now needs to, you know, try a different tack. But I suppose that he can still get her to... um, He can still poison her and make it look like she took her own life, couldn't, couldn't he? Give her, teach her fake Tai Chi moves that actually makes her more stressed. Yeah, what's going on with the Tai Chi and Jerry? Do you think, because I was, people were wondering, I was wondering as well after Monday's episode, is Jerry now going to be Stephen's gonna die. next victim? Jerry's going to die. I, I hope not because no, I don't think so. He's it, not important we, we don't need another nobody. Inconsequential yeah. death. I mean, Elaine is still fairly inconsequential. <gasps> Sorry, Elaine. Uh, I, I we kind liked of, Elaine. I know I did. I'm kind of hoping that he hurries up with it. I'm I'm not finding this kind of slow build up and all oh, what Stephen doing quite as gripping as well. It's nowhere near the same as Richard trying to make Audrey think that she had Alzheimer's or anything like that. It's feeling like it's still being a bit of a, a sea story of the week, really. Um, and I just I just kind of want him to get on with it now. I'm not like. Do you think, is it, is it feeling slow at all to you, what's going on with Stephen? There's a lot happening, but it's, I, I, I just need it to be a bit faster. <laughs> yeah. I'm just laughing because you, you, you accidentally put Gemma's last sentence at the end here. Oh yeah, I did, didn't I? But yeah, it's funny because you, you, you accidentally typed something at the end where it looks like you've written, she worries they're going to take the kids away from her. For sake. Oh, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so any any mm. any any thoughts whatsoever about this story, or other than, weren't you hot reading that can, out? Can I get a drink? You can go and get a drink. Right. I, I, See you later. I know, yeah. <laughs> I I I wonder. I wonder what's going to happen with this wedding because if they're setting. I'm going to see how long I can talk without Gemma coming back. I'm wondering, are they going to get married in the next month or so? So. I quite like, if he's going to marry, if he's going to kill her, and he kills her at the wedding, or after the wedding, or, you know, like, they, they go upstairs afterwards, and, and that's when he, he, he poisons her, I think that could be really exciting, and maybe that's why they want to have this wedding happen quite soon, because it's going to speed up the chance of the murder, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, Gemma's back now, everybody, I did, I did have a little pause there, I haven't got anything to say about this. The this, this, is a, this is a good story. <sighs> 
but I just didn't feel this was a great week for it, which is the same for anything. There's not a whole lot here that made me think, ooh, that's, ma that's made it take an unexpected turn. We knew that he was trying to, to poison her. I suppose the main new stuff here is that he's going to make out like she's trying to kill herself, and also now Tim's back on her side, but uh, whatever, whatever. Um, Acid Ryan, another story which took an awful long time to get going. Um, so... There was just a couple of days of him being a bit sad about him having a scarred face. And, and again, that's what we've seen a lot of in the past few months. So um, Monday, Ryan hears about um, Owen pulling out of, of the factory and is wond wondering about his and Carla's finances and how are things looking bad for us and oh, every money's looking bad for everybody. And he says, well, maybe I should get a job. And Carla says, well, yeah. Go back to the bistro. I'm sure Leanne and Nick will be proud to have you there. Absolutely, they'll they'll let you in. Um, so he, he he goes and has a job at the bistro. He, go, he goes to see Leanne, and she's like, "Yes, please." Um, but he he's he gets a bit spooked because what a surprise! People seem to be staring at him a little bit. Wednesday is his first proper shift back at the bistro, though, and he's he's feeling he's feeling okay about it. He's he's feeling fairly chipper later, he's schmoozing this new supplier over the phone, um, Rose, and Toy's very impressed with him. Um, Leanne's rushed off her feet and Ryan offers to stay on for a little bit longer. And then this is where we get a scene with a really kind of pretty mum who's doing a who's doing a kids party. And she says, look, Leanne, Leanne, can, can you serve my family? Because I don't want Ryan, what with his melty face and everything. And Leanne is like, uh, excuse me, Ryan's a hero, actually. He stops uh, a young, beautiful bride from getting doused in acid. What have you done recently? Or words to that effect. And Ryan is there and overhears and goes into the kitchen. And this is the bit where there's this massive camera swing. Do you remember on Wednesday's episode? The camera's there on Leanne and it just goes, whoosh, over to Ryan. And he's like, oh, how dare you talk about me? I'm so embarrassed. Heads inside. And um, he's there swearing to Debbie later that he's fine. And Debbie says, well, you're fine. You're a bigger person than I am. And I was like, everyone's a bigger person than you are, Debbie. Sorry to, to break that to you. So um, Leanne comes to the kitchen later. Ryan's gone and left his apron on the side. He's chickened out. He's given up. He can't hack all this work in malarkey where people are looking at his face and stuff. So he gets home and tells Carla he's feeling down. He just wants to go to bed. So Leanne finds out, uh, Carla finds out from Leanne what's gone on. And when Carla returns home, she finds Ryan in his bedroom, having a look at his scars in the mirror. New set. Have you seen Ryan's bedroom before? I can't remember. He just, he's just really sad because he's got a scarred face. <laughs> and he's managed to drag that out over two episodes. I don't know. And um, Carla says, why don't you go and work in the kitchen for a little bit behind the scenes where nobody has to, have to look at you. Um, why so don't you get a different job? Yes, that could happen as well. Why don't you do work call centre? There's no call centre on the street. I know, but you can work from home doing a call centre. Oh yeah, good point. So Friday, he, he comes into work and says, Le Leanne, can I, can I do some kitchen work for the moment? Can I walk and work in the office or whatever? Of course, says Leanne. Um, you can start off by speaking to this wine rep again, try and get a good deal off her. And um, and this, this rep rings up and Leanne passes Ryan the phone. And he's a little bit unsure at first because he's just got his confidence level is rock bottom at the moment he thinks he's not going to do any any good with it but he actually has a good bit of sales patter on the phone starts to get be put a bit off kilter when she says oh i've been looking up your socials ryan which is a bit weird 
Um, oh, she's so, so handsome. Oh, you've not posted in quite a long while, though. And he's like, he doesn't tell her. Um, but he's still able to keep the charm offensive going enough that they get, what, 15% off wine or something like that. So Leanne's telling Kyla later about what a good job Brian's doing. Flirting up a storm and everything. And he's dead pleased with himself. Um, but then when she mentions that Rose is going to be coming over to the bistro sometime later to show off some of her new range, he gets a bit panicky because he doesn't want to see her face. He doesn't want her to see his face. Um, and, and But she turns up anyway. Before Ryan even has a chance to escape to the kitchen, she's there. She says, she has a bit of a wince when she sees his face and um, but quickly kind of gets over herself and is all nice to him. Well, it's kind of like she wasn't expecting... That at all because she thought she knew what he looked like. Well, yeah, I think it was an understandable double take. You would, wouldn't you? Well, if I you, I, you I well, know. you would go. You, hang on, up in here. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It's not a bad thing. It's, I'm sorry. It's, Did it's anybody natural... actually explain to Rose what happened? I don't remember seeing no, that scene. It's a, it's a, it's a natural human reaction, unfortunately. Yeah. And. Ryan, the thing is that Ryan cannot ever control how people react to his face. He can only control how he reacts to their reaction. And it's not fair at all on him. Mm. But life is going to be a lot easier for him once he manages. And obviously it's only just happened to him. He, he's, he's got to get, he's got to practice this and he's got to work on his, how, how well he can deal with it. He probably should be in therapy. Well, yeah, but also... <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I know, not to be harsh or anything, but he, he needs to start practising He needs to start getting a bit more used to it because he has had lots of opportunities now for people to do that to his face. It feels like no, every hasn't. other week somebody's looking it's at been, Ryan and going, oh, he's going, oh, I'm so long. hideous. I know it's not been long. too long in real terms, but... You're, not, but you're never going to be okay like with it, but you, you can't, like I said, you can only control yourself. Yeah, I just feel like they're circling the same same old story beats in this at the moment, I, I'm, well, doesn't I'm this validate their? This just validates their decision to turn the story slightly into a Daisy and Ryan affair story because you're saying that you don't find it interesting and you think it's circling the drain, whereas I do. Not the drain. All right, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I still find it interesting and I don't think this is... This is another different scenario. He's never had this where he's sort of met somebody for the first time on the phone and then... I guess, I guess. And also, the, 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 the twist here is that she actually does still fancy him a bit, and she, she offers to take him out for a drink later. He thinks that she's just pitying him and patronising him, and is like, oh yeah, what's that, Beauty and the Beast, and she gets offended and leaves. So I don't know whether we'll see her again, Rightfully but I, so. I quite like Rose, actually. I thought she was quite charming. Well, she was right to be like, oh, you're going to be a dickhead about it, see you later. Yeah, exactly. So Ryan gets home in a sulk later and tells Carla what happened, and she makes him see, look, you need to stop jumping to conclusions about what people are reacting yeah, like Yeah, but she's been doing this herself. Who has? Carla? Carla's been doing this herself. Doing being what? Being overprotective. And every single time somebody oh, yeah. says something off Carla slightly, she's like, no, don't say that to Ryan, he's a hero. Yeah. Um, but anyway, look, people are going to see past... You need to see past your scars. It looks like some other people are already starting to do it. Just get over yourself. Go and go and live with your mum. Go for to a bit. Ireland and leave me alone. Yeah. So is that for, what she is? For the, I think she is. So for the first time in about two months, Michelle gets a mention. It's like she's obviously she's clearly not coming here to visit you, Ryan. I think Why you don't need you to go bite and, the bullet, kid, and dump go yourself on her? 
Yeah, so um, he, he, he's got things she like says, a grand idea. She says, I will literally pay you to go away. Yeah. So Ryan is being removed from the story she, for a little bit. She says, bit. the makeup department are sick of you. Yeah, they give, give the girls at the makeup department a bit of a break. And he, and he does a little scene at the end, doesn't he? Because he's looking at himself. I think he's looking at some Ryan Prescott social media pictures with his abs out and everything. I think it was. It said it said um, Ryan Connor, but I think it looks like just ones that were taken <laughs> off the actor's uh, social media. And um, he's going, oh, look how handsome I was. He probably like, oh, did the acid get my... Get my rippling six pack as well. No, a few out still there. But no, he he has a bit of an Asher moment, doesn't he, against the mirror, and he's holding up a picture of old Ryan on his tablet next to new Ryan. He's like, oh, I so have changed. But I didn't think that scene was as good as the Asher scene. I thought it was unfortunate that it led you to immediately think of it in comparison. It felt like they were trying to. If we'd had this one without Asher's one, it would have been more powerful. Maybe, but it wasn't. The, the Asher scene was fantastic with the magazine, half mm-hmm. a magazine. That was just brilliant, and this felt like it was a, a, a poor imitation of it. I'm afraid. If Ryan <laughs> wants to everybody to get like not stop paying attention to his face, maybe he should take his top off. Well, yeah, exactly. Just walk around. Being Take like, his top off. Wrap it around his head. Look at this, head. baby. Look at these six pack. Although you know, he probably—I don't know whether he's got one anymore. He's spent a lot of time just lazing about these last few months, maybe hasn't he's been he? In, on the sofa. Maybe he's been doing sit-ups. I don't think he has. He's just been sitting there on Carla's sofa, stuffing himself with crisp and ice cream. I think. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to have a bit of a belly at Is this point. Is that what's happened to you? That's what he's written. Shut up! <laughs> I've just got my middle-aged spread coming in. Oh. I thought that was. I thought that was. Um. Um. Anyway. Margarine. <laughs> God, better. Sorry, I'm hot. Do the stew storyline. <sighs> Is this the last one? No. Oh my god. We've also got <laughs> what's going on with Sarah and Adam, but that's not very Everyone much either. Loves that. Last week was like the longest street talk we've ever done. I've got a feeling this is this is on track to be the shortest. Literally, there's I'm not. Sorry, much I'm so there. sorry. I'm suffering. It's, I can't. Gemma's got a bad shoulder and it's hot, and there just wasn't that much that happened in Coronation Street this week. On Monday, Yasmin tries to betray... Oh, I remember this now. <laughs> <laughs> I like a good Rovers quiz, actually. Okay, so I just thought that Stu was being a bit of a dick, wasn't he? So Yasmin tries to persuade Roy and Stu to go to the Rovers quiz night, but Stu doesn't really want to go. But Nina, Nina's... The- oh no, I can't remember who didn't want to go, but one of them doesn't. I don't think Nina Stu wants her to go because he was feeling a bit a bit thick and he, he feels like he's a bit of a gooseberry and, and much like Evelyn was sensing a spark between Yasmin and Roy, I think maybe maybe old um, Stu is also feeling a bit pushed out. So Tyrone's in the team too, like you just said. And is so that... they... Okay. <laughs> I don't know whether I did, but fine. He was. They all go to the Rovers, and it's them versus Kirk and Kev, and somebody else in that team. <laughs> uh, I can't remember. Kevin. But there, there was, a, there was oh, no Kevin. other teams, was it? It was the most lacklustre quiz I've ever seen in there. There were two teams, and one of them had Kirk on, so... Well, Kevin Who's was pretending win? that he wasn't really in the team, but he was. Yeah. He was answering some of the questions. So, um, uh, Stu's feeling like a spare part until they get to the football round. Um, but he, he he doesn't answer one of the questions and he feels bad about it. And he feels all alienated, even though the team wins and he goes home. Tyrone goes home and Nina's been babysitting the girls and 
um, made Hope a PG goth playlist, <laughs> which is great. And she says that um, she likes Hope, but she put the playlist on because she got a bit sick of it at some point. <laughs> I love that. Tyrone asks Roy if he noticed that Stu was narked off. And Roy says, not really. And Tyrone's like, oh, I guess I guess not then. Meanwhile, Yasmin is apologising to Stu for dragging him off to the pub quiz when he didn't want to go. And Stu's like, no, I was just really embarrassed. I didn't know the answers. And um, anyway, I don't mind because I like having a swap for a girlfriend and they have a little oh, yeah, kiss. Yeah, Yasmin talks about being a swap at school, doesn't she? They have a kiss and that's it. <laughs> that was it. That's it. The that was just massive filler, What was their it? teen name? I don't even remember what their teen name Did they have one? I'm not sure. Great. Yeah. Is there a... No, I don't. I don't know what's going on. Is there a is there a sexual I tension? I don't think there is anything Roy between Yasmin. Roy and Yasmin. No, but I don't. People think just so think either. there is, but the fact that for me it feels like well, obviously there is absolutely nothing there. It's not particularly exciting. I mean, is Stu going to leave Yasmin, and then her say, "Oh yes, maybe I was getting a bit too close to Roy and his historical society larks." I I don't know. It's what well, is this? Just you know. We moan that there's not enough character moments, and then when there are some, we're no, like, "This was it. This was point? character stuff." What's the point of this? It's not a story. But the problem is, what's going on here is a kind of a spin-off of the Evelyn storyline, and Evelyn wasn't in it, so it it just wasn't that naturally as good. I mean, I, I, I love Roy. Yasmin's great. Not too fussed on Stu, to be honest. He's fine, but there wasn't anything there that was really that exciting, was there? And it, it did just highlight again that the Rovers is still fairly empty at times mm-hmm. um and then finally already finally we had the damon child story um and it's just adam still being a little bit um little bit um what's the word uh suspicious of sarah and who's she gonna drop her drawers for next because he goes to um he goes to the factory to see her but it turns out that she's got a meeting at a hotel the hotel sorry um, and he, so he goes over and finds that she's there schmoozing with Owen and he's like, aha, you're dating Owen now. But then also Michael is there and he's like, oh, well, threesome. Don't, don't think you're into threesomes, are you, Sarah? Um, and then when she gets home later, she says, look, you need to learn to trust me, my darling. And um, those DNA test results that we got next week, they can't come soon enough because they're going to come through and everything's going to solve all our problems. Thank God for that. I've been sit- hearing on Classic Coronation Street recently, Audrey has been calling family Madaling. Oh. And it does make me wonder. Do you think that's where is that Tina where Sarah, O'Brien is that decided where she, she got inspiration from? to be watching Classic? I don't know. So what what are we saying for the... This is our last chance to make the prediction, Gemma. DNA test results. Damon, Damon. or Adam. Damon. I think, I think Damon. Damon. I think it's going to be Damon, but we all we theorised last week about whether Sarah is going to tell Adam the truth about this or not. That remains to be seen. But and yeah. it's funny also that um, if you rearrange the words in Damon, the letters in Damon's name, it says Adam. It nearly does, doesn't it? <laughs> That's about the extent of the commentary that we can provide for this week's Coronation Street. That was about an hour shorter than that normal for Street Talk. That was... Did we forget anything? Is that like a story that I completely forgot happened? I don't think there this is. This was lacklustre. This was. This doesn't get... This podcast gets a bobbins from me. We had a really nice chat about what I had for my birthday yeah, at the we, beginning of the podcast. That, and it we? just kind of deteriorated from there, really. And I Ugh. think if... If Gemma hadn't been quite so hot, I don't think we would have got anything more out of it. It was just Ugh. a week of 
kind of things kind of happened, but nothing was that consequential, really. Um, it's, so, it was okay. It was an okay week. What are you going to give it then? I'm going to, I'm going to, I've got to go low. I'm going to give it um, <laughs> two and a half whips in Jenny's back room. That was Out funny. of five. Who was it that was saying that? I can't even remember. I can't now. remember the context. It was, I think it was, was so Bernie. Funny. I think it was Bernie. Because um, uh, anyway, yeah, anyway. Two, two and a half whips in Jenny's back yeah, room. Yeah, I was going to give it two, two and a half. Two and a half what? Baby's called John. <laughs> it's true. I I can't think. Have I ever taught a child called John? I can't remember. But wouldn't they be called Jonathan these days or Nathan? I've had that. I've had that. But John is a name in its own right. It's, it's my middle name. I'm not. I'm not my Jonathan. Dodson. I don't agree with it. Um, yeah, or, or Steve. I don't think I've ever had a child called Stephen in my class after all these years either. So that Daisy was onto something. That they're all called cutesy little names now, like Tabitha and yeah, Gooseberry. Yeah. Why? Um, <laughs> what What's happened to the half a baby in your two and a half? You don't want to know. Is this a King Solomon situation that's been going on here? I wonder. Um, character of the week. Hmm. Okay, um, good question. That is a good question. I'm going to give it to the seagull. No, there is no seagull in the I'm going to give it to um, Gabrielle. <laughs> um, I'm not going to give it to Paul because... He's naughty. Yeah, he was very naughty. He, he nearly went... I know he pulled away from Zach. I mean, maybe Zach's the character of the week because he saw the error of his ways and he came and, and fessed up and gave the money back. What about Shona for doing such a great job at Shona eating chilies? Shona was pretty awesome at the chilies. I love the bit where um, they were Chesney and Dev gave each other, uh, or they gave themselves um, nicknames, didn't they? Like, Chesney was Iron Guts. I can't remember what Dev was. And Shona was like, I haven't got a silly nickname. This is serious. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> she was great. She was great. But is that enough for her to get character the week? Gemma Dolly Rose was good this yeah. week but Gemma did fall asleep when she had some yeah, you know, her, her. Bit of quite a big responsibility I know who I'm going to give it to who? Bernie yeah because I want to say today I thought she was a lovely mum today because um, Gemma was struggling and really down and tired and then Bernie told her to go and gave her money and told her to go to the, to the cafe and honestly that is the best thing that's the right thing for her to have done. I know that, you know, it's not good for child-minding purposes. It's not, this isn't real. But I've heard many a time, and I'm sure that parents can attest to this being true, that getting when you get overwhelmed with a child, they say, if you've got a baby and it, and it won't stop crying, you need to put the baby down and just go away for like five minutes. The baby will be fine, but you need to remove yourself from the situation. And this seemed just as intense. Like she was being really got at and she couldn't cope mentally with what was happening. And so she did need to just step outside somewhere and just wind down for a minute. At what age do children stop being you like tell that? Me. I don't, I mean, you know, by the time they're nine. What do you mean being like what? You know, just, just sitting in the chair it's and bashing things and making well, noises and needing constant supervision. It's to do with personality. She's still got a few more years in it, in it probably, hasn't she? Um, yeah, Bernie is an excellent choice. I might go with Billy, because um, he was he, he was very forgiving um, when he found out about um, Paul and Zach. Um, I, I think that he... But he wasn't a pushover. He wasn't... No, he told, he he told, told Paul him. some very yeah. much needed home truths. Yeah. Um, he's taken a step back from 
pushing baptism on him. Um, yeah, and he didn't immediately, like, tone deafedly go, oh, great, you want to get baptised, I'm not going to ask any questions. No. It's what I want, so I don't care. Yeah, so I'm, How I'm, I get it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for Billy. He's yeah. gonna be my character. Of the week, so. This is a good story. This this Paul storyline is bringing out some interesting character traits. Yeah, for now, the peripheral. peripheral yeah, definitely, characters. definitely, and it's interesting looking at all the award nominations that that. Oh, what was that? That was just the Rovers falling down. <laughs> so the award nominations, all the everything's you know, it's all about Amy's story. Mm-hmm. It's all about the acid story, and I haven't seen a whole lot so so far of. You know, nominations left, right, and centre for 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 Peter and and Dan and, and and Jane and everybody for this story, and I'm starting to think that come the end of the year, it could be could well be this story that's up there as my story of the year. I don't know, but there's there's definitely going to be a lot of good ones to choose from because we got this, we got Stephen, we got Acid, oh. um, we got Amy. Well, this storyline may not have much to recommend it as it goes on depending you know it's going to get very depressing it is but like it... i couldn't even watch sinead's storyline so i don't know what i'm gonna mm. what i'm well, gonna do with this d- one i don't know don't know how far this is gonna go but we will have to wait and see i think that's gonna be it for street talk yeah we're short, done. short one but we've got plenty of news to cover so um let's head over Hooray. to that <laughs> Okay, and into the cabin, and uh, we've got some sad news to start off with, haven't we? We've got an RIP for Meg Johnson, um, who died this week, aged 86, just last Saturday, she uh, she passed away, uh, and she has been, um, she's played three roles on Coronation Street, actually, a long, long time ago, so um, people who've been watching Coronation Street just recently um, will know her definitely more from um, other roles she's had, because she, she was on... I, I didn't realise this. She was on Emmerdale for 17 years. Wow. This lady. But she was best known on Coronation Street for playing Eunice G yeah. in the early 80s. And then again, she had a little bit of a comeback in 1999. Um, we really enjoyed watching Eunice when yeah. we were watching the DVDs a I few did, years yeah. ago, didn't we? And she, she's only it's in great. it for it's just a short stint. But she ends up wooing um, Fred G, the barman, doesn't she? I can't remember what Eunice is... Um, maiden name is but the, the whole story is like why on earth would she fancy him when he's such a a, a layabout slacker oafish guy and um and this kind of very well-to-do woman swans in and as, as she kind of, she's got a dark secret she has got a dark secret and she, ambition yeah she's she was stealing from the tills at her Hang own on, pub spo- spoiling sorry it. spoiling a 40 year old story she here played this um character really well she was very um what's the word she's this intriguing yeah, character. she was. She, she was just a lot of, of fun. She was very soppy about Fred as well, wasn't she? And it wasn't. Yeah. She she isn't like trying to trick him or anything. She really just fell for this. But she also of a guy. was up to no good sometimes too. She's a bit complicated actually. Mm. And then when she came back in 1999, it was um, because she ran the B and B that Jack and Vera ended up staying in. Um, and she ends up seducing Jack for a bit, and it's, it was a lot of fun. She was she definitely become a bit more of a manny to type character um, in that second role, and I remember it being funny because um, on Granada Plus, who was showing the Coronation Street repeats at the time, that was showing Eunice's first stint 
pretty much at the same time that her comeback was on, so I was able to see both versions of Eunice at the same time. But um, anyway, so um, she also played um, a couple of other characters. She was in the opening night of the Capricorn Club in Coronation Street in 1972. She was the one who caused a fight with Rita. Do you remember on that first night, Rita was going Rita, through the yeah, club singing Hey Big Spender, and, yeah. then, and then and she's like going sultry and through the club running her fingers through these gentlemen's hair and then um Meg's character kind of stands up to her and is like oi that's my husband and they end up getting into a massive fight and then a couple of years later in 1976 um Meg played a character called Brendan Holden who was in it for like four episodes or so she was a friend of Rita's who came to stay in the cabin flat for a bit while Rita was away um and she also attracted the attentions of Dave Smith who was this um dodgy bookie character at the time he ended up going off with Maggie to Kenilworth um, but she was yeah she was she was in it for a little bit I remember again seeing her on the DVD and going oh I'm gonna win it what's Eunice G doing here so so early but yeah Eunice was definitely the role she was best remembered for by Coronation Street fans but she did a load of other TV stuff as well she was in you know some of the Victoria Wood shows um, she played Mama Morton now you're a big Chicago fan I also am you? a big Mama Morton fan yeah 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 she, she played Mama Morton for over a year in the London revival of Chicago in 1997 but um, she was also she was just a big soap star Why really she was in Mama. Brookside <laughs> she was in Brookside for three years playing a character called Bridget McKenna but then Pearl Ladderbanks was her character in Emmerdale that she played for 17 years and it was only 2020 that she bowed out of that role Pearl Ladderbanks sounds like a name that you got like from one of these name generating websites yeah, maybe it was maybe that's how they picked them in the mm. Dales I, I don't know anything at all about her character but um, yeah she, she had a so a, 2020 you said yeah 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 wow. so it was only a few years ago and, and the last few years apparently she'd suffered dementia um, but battled on through it and um, she died on Saturday evening surrounded by her family so um, hopefully it was a, a peaceful one for her and our she's had a great to her family she's had a great career and she's yeah. really um, lit, lit up the screen yeah. when she was on it. So Absolutely. We, we, we liked yeah. you, yes, we did. Um, right, so moving on, we have got the Inside Soap Award nominees. Magazine. Yeah, yeah, Inside magazine. Soap Magazine nominees. So there, there is never a you know, glittering ceremony for these. I think they do do something, but that well, comes they in say that about in the us. autumn. It's very true. Um, but you have got until Friday the 25th of August to cast your vote here, and you need to go to insidesoap.co.uk slash awards mm -hmm. and make sure you vote for all things Corrie. And don't forget, you can vote for us in the category of best podcast. Um, we are Conversation Street. Vote mm. for us there. No, no, you cannot. <laughs> I thought you, you were talking about the British Podcast Awards, which is a there's thing. There's no Inside Soap nominee for best. Yeah, it's us against. Do you know what? what? If there was, we would lose to Sofa Cinema Club. They're not they a just, soap podcast. Yeah, but they kind of are, aren't they? <laughs> we we wouldn't be winning any awards for this week's episode, I'll tell you. I just don't have anything to say about this week's episode. Is that a crime? It is anyway, hot. so here are the current... I think even if it had been the, the, the mildest of temperatures for recording this week, I, I still don't think happier. we'd have had a whole lot to say about this week's Coronation Street. It was just one of those weeks. But we had, we had loads to say last week. So, nominations. Best Actress... Um, 
for Coronation Street. We all got... these nominees are brilliant. Yeah. Oh, we have got Peter Ashley as well. So best actress, we got Charlie Jordan, Elmer Vaney, Amy, and Maureen Lipman. Evelyn. All very good choices. I like how they've got Maureen Lipman as a best actress. Quite often mm. she'll get up there for the the comedy award. She's been getting. But... I want to say this because I know she won't be listening. She's been sliding in on some of these low stakes. Yeah. Categories, isn't she? She got she got best newcomer, which, you know. Gonna say. Oh yeah, she did, didn't she? A few years not ago. Not sure <laughs> that somebody's got a damehood for for services to theatrical whatever. It is. <laughs> yeah, that's she, what it says. Can get a newcomer award, but whatever. Um, the comedy ones. I love all, how she's got and she's nominated. They're all the important categories. There's there's nothing lesser about them. No, but no. the best actress, we all know. Mm. I can't believe that they've got these you got sexist some, you categories. Got some, though, you? You got some great. I knew you'd say something about that. Um, best actor, we got David Nielsen, Peter Ash, and Ryan Prescott. Boy, so Ryan. I was wrong earlier when I said that Peter Ash isn't getting any nominations. He has indeed he for has, this one. He has. Um, I mean, I think that you know it's not necessarily going to be a Coronation Street star that that wins these, but all of both of these categories so far is. Going to be really tricky for me to decide who to vote for because I have not cast my These vote are all yet. Great I just, lo- I love, I love how in 2023 David Nilsson, been in the show for so long, is still being nominated for Best Actor. He's still right on up there as an, as an important character well, in the show. This has been one of his biggest years for a while. You know, when like. he said that he won that award and he's going to put it in the. Oh, yeah. He's going to put it in. I think that might have been an inside soap award. Roy's roles to. Um, inspire the other actors to, <laughs> to do, do better, better job. job. So that maybe it's so been funny. inspiring him too. Yeah. Um, best villains, oh, no, we've got... That, made me laugh that was so much. funny. Best villain um, nomination, Coronation Street, has got Andrew Still, who plays Justin, and uh, Todd Boyce, who plays Stephen Reed. I mean, both excellent. Both um, excellent. Very, yeah. very enjoyable characters. Justin's not had as much of a bigger part as Stephen, you know, but I'm sure some people will vote... Um, oh, gosh, absolutely. For Justin, because he's so, he is so evil. I just I really really want Todd Boyce to win an Best Villain Award. I don't know what the competition's love, like for I other wish... soaps, but I just think that'd be delicious. I hope Todd Boyce knows how much. I hope he does. We love him. <laughs> it, I feel the same way about it as I do about Les Dennis when when he was in in. I don't think I've seen anybody really having to go about Todd Boyce, but Stephen. Lots of people really hate that character. Yeah. And so I, I want him to know that there are. He got some fans here. You got some diehards. We, we, <laughs> some ride or dies. We will go to the ends of the earth for Uncle Stephen. Now, sadly, Todd Boyce <laughs> didn't get nominated for best comic performance, he although done. he could have done. Especially because I mean, obviously, Maureen Lipman is up there as well with a nomination. But we've also got Patty Clare, which to me feels just like a. I don't know. Mary's kind of a funny this character. This feels like the sort of thing you would say if you'd watched Coronation Street for, you know, the past 15 years. But if you had watched it only for a year, you'd be saying, is Mary a funny character? Is she? And is she one of the two most funny characters on Coronation Street in the last 12 months? If I could change... No, she's not. There are lots... Okay, there are lots of things I would change about Corey as it is now. But one of the things I would do is I would... I would... I don't even know how they go about doing their writing stuff, but I would just make everybody do a whole day where we brainstorm what can we do with Mary and Kirk. Come up with lines. Come up with lines. Everybody come up with lines for these two characters because we know that they can perform them, but the, the, the writing isn't there for them at the moment. 
Do you think the same thing? Oh, gosh, yes, of course. Well, they, I know, they but you're gave, looking one doubtful. Of the, no, no, one of the, I was just thinking and remind, remembering that we didn't mention um, Kirk casually popping that uh, Reaper chilli on Monday, which is uh, like... It's all right. It's all right, but it's not, it wasn't that... But uh, I, I, I don't... Who, who would we nominate for best comic performance if not Patty Clare? One thing I, wanted, I, I do want to say is that I do I think that loads of them, loads of the actors... Dev? I've got a great sense of humour and they can perform funny... Like, like I'm thinking Abby, too. Abby's had some really funny moments. Yeah. But Jenny's she's been funny. cheeky. Abby's Jenny's funny. brilliant. Dev's Jenny funny. should be... They I should think be pushing... All... They should be pushing Jenny. Mm. I think that Patty Clare, and I'm sorry, I've got nothing against Patty Clare. It is 100% the writing and repetitiveness that they're giving Mary. I, I don't, I don't get, know what's I don't get why happened. she's there. No, no, no. Nominated for this, other than just well, it's, I don't it's know, a legacy. It's the legacy of the character is yeah. what's but doing it. By but... far, Maureen Lipman is the best thing comedy-wise about Coronation Street at the moment. So I do hope that she. Um, Love her to win. Love yeah, her to win. Dev, you're right. Dev could be in this category too. Yeah. Um, although, again, in the past 12 months, not seen a load of but, her. But, like, um, you know, we said Jenny, Dev too, Jimmy Harkishan, Thalia Matthews, both those performers, can do and are given very dramatic parts as mm. well as, as the comedic ones. Whereas poor Mary, you know, Patty Clare's not been given... No, she just comes in Anything and says, dramatic. oh, this reminds me of the time. She's she's like a family guy character, isn't she, Mary? Like Except we don't get to see cutaways. the cutaway. We just get to hear about it and it's not, not as funny. Um, anyway, that's me slagging off Mary. Best newcomer, um, it seems like we're just going to the same well. Not that these two don't deserve it, but Shanique Sterling-Brown and Jodie Prenger again, both real assets to Coronation Love Street. I Shanique do really wonder... Yeah, she won it at the Bridges Hope Awards. I'm really wondering who's going to be nominated Best Newcomer in Coronation Street like next year because there hasn't been any big new names has there I guess you know you got Damon is the closest thing we've got to a new regular character I mean are we going to get are we going to keep Sabrina are we going to keep Gav I don't know what about um... oh we've got we've got um Claire Sweeney. Yeah, 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 exactly. We've got Cassie. Cassie. Um, so maybe it's going to be it's her. It's going to be Cassie. Yeah. If, 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 they, if they keep her on as a main character, That's there's there's question. lots of people that are coming in for short roles and then bogging off again. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I but anyway, Shanique those... and Jodie, both just fantastic and um, good luck to both of them there. Best partnership, we've got David Nilsson with Maureen Lippman, obviously. Um, and another one that I'm going to say is possibly a bit of an easy one without... I don't know, is there much thought put into this? Sally Dinover and Joe Dutine? Yep, they're great together. Has has this been a golden year for those two as a couple? Not necessarily. I feel there's so there's on the horizon we're going to get, you know, with Tim and Steve and... Mm. I mean, I would say, you know, put, put Daisy and Daniel in there. Put Paul and Gemma even on there. I think they're great as a couple. Uh, well, you know, a couple a partnership on screen. I think there's other ones other than Sally and uh, Sally and Tim. Uh, best young performer, definitely we've got the, uh, the the best nominees here. Isabella Flanagan who plays Hope, going up against Jude Riordan who plays Sam. Both Ooh. both cracking additions to the cast. Are uh, they going to do these romantic scenes together after being put up as rivals? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, best family, we've got the Platts and the Winter Browns. Now, see, when you said Paul and Gemma earlier for best partnership. 
I was thinking, oh, oh, I wish they did a family one and they should have the winter browns. Well, there we and go. And they do. No, but against the Platts, I don't think that's fair. But again, you, you can say, what have the Platts done? Yes, they've done bits. There's and a murderer Steve, in the family. I mean, the, the, the Platts won the Best Family Award at the British Soap Awards this year, didn't they? So there, there, are, there is more Platts stuff happening, but it doesn't but the feel that Browns. they're necessarily doing it as a family unit. They're, the Platts have got their individual interesting stories. Max's story, you got Stephen's story, you got yeah, Sarah's, they're not doing anything Sarah's as a story. As a family, not, not the so Winter sure. The Winter Browns are actually a family unit that are having a storyline. Yeah, exactly. So um, good luck to both of those. Best storyline, we've obviously got the, uh, the Stalker and Acid Attack storyline going up against... And this is what they've called it. Amy did not consent. That's the rape storyline. Um, you can't say that word. Oh, sorry. Not allowed to say that word on this podcast. <laughs> That's another get... story. Uh, yeah. Best best showstopper. <laughs> now what are um, we going to do? What's the best showstopper? This probably happens every year and we wonder what this is. Is this the best, best shocking scene or something? Acid attack and Gemma and Chesney's wedding. Really interesting that they've got the wedding there as a, as a show-stopping scene. I suppose, in a way, it was. It was quite extravagant and big and memorable. Mm. Um, wh- where's, where's Stephen's LSD trip, though? Come on, that was a showstopper. Maybe that's Where what was they him mean drowning the Rufus in the in the foot? Maybe it is. Yeah, maybe they need to clarify this a bit more. Because um, I'd vote for Rufus for acid attack because that's what it was. Yeah, absolutely, you're right. Um, and obviously, you can vote for Coronation Street as best soap as well. So good Hopefully. luck, Corey. You should do that. Yeah. Going up against uh, doctors. Going up against Lola's death in EastEnders probably and. Um, Paddy's suicide attempt as if it's all the same as the British Soap Awards. Come yeah. on, Curry. You did really well at the British Soap Awards. Yeah, sweep the boards, baby. But, you know, this is viewer voted. And on the British Soap Awards, EastEnders swept the board on the viewer voted ones, didn't they? So, Curry fans, we need your help. Get your fingers tapping away. Come on. Yeah. Now, uh, Gemma, we have got a new Coronation Street documentary to come uh, later this year. Now, you remember last year, beginning of last year, William Roach got his, I'm 90, I'm getting my own special programme. Give me my, my hour-long ITV special. Yeah, Tell you what, Barbara Knox heard about this and it's like, so, where's my special documentary? Well, <laughs> here it comes. This September, Miss Knox is going to be turning 90 years young herself and to celebrate, she's going to be sitting and having a chat with Bradley Walsh what a treat. about her career highlights. So this is, I'm trying to think because Coronation, sorry, ITV do do, these character or actor specific documentaries every now and then there's been a Gale one there's been a there were you know that yeah so there's been a Helen Worth one there's been an Anne Kirkbride there was a a Sue Nichols one and I honestly I don't think somehow that Barbara Knox has had her own hour-long special before. It's about before. bloody time then, it? Isn't is it is about bloody You've time. You've got to hang around till you're 90 to get this. Yeah. I'm never going to get one. <laughs> I want to know when she's thrown herself out of a plane. Yeah, come because on. um, you know, in the next couple of years, if she wants to keep up with with William Roach, that needs to be her next career. One of the things he told you in his birthday message was to not be afraid of the numbers, Michael. He did, yeah. He he told me the story about aging backwards and everything. Yeah. I'm, I'm From sure. When he was seventy, he's aged backwards yeah, every year. We know this. Um, so he it's, it sounds like it's going to be a good show. It's going to have um. Her talking to Bradley Walsh. Um, we weren't available where we when they asked us. Oh no, they did. They phoned up, and I said how much, and they said. How much do you want? And I said, I'm not doing it for less than 10 grand. <laughs> and they said, that's fine. And I said, how much are you going to pay Michael? 
And they were like, no, that's 10 grand for both of you. Uh, and I was like, work. forget it. Just hang <laughs> up. We're not even talking heads or anything. Um, but there are going to be plenty of other um, co-stars of Barbara's from past and present. I'm no not questions. watching this unless they have a Thelma Barlow and Barbara Knox reunion. <laughs> we got to see Bill Roach yeah. reuniting with Anne Reed, didn't yeah. we, on his 90th anniversary one. If they don't have... Honestly, Better I've not... I don't, I don't even know what, what the point is do? if they haven't got Thelma Barlow coming in and say hello to, Throw, to, to bounce. Honestly. Um, so it should be good. There's going to be never before seen photos from her from her childhood and early career. <laughs> Why Could would I have seen a photo of Barbara Knox as a baby? I don't know. <laughs> Why would I have to, when would I have been seeing these pictures? <laughs> never before seen photos from her childhood. What do you mean? Well... Yeah, of course they are. <laughs> um, <laughs> I bet she's never seen my childhood pictures either. <laughs> Katie Rawcliffe, who's ITV's Head of Entertainment Commissioning, oh, says, cool. it's easy to throw the words legend and icon around, but Barbara Knox really does embody both of those terms. It's a privilege to tell the story of one of British television's most enduring stars as she celebrates a very special birthday. Yeah, true. She is I, She is an icon. Love Rita, love Barbara, I think she's great. I, I can't wait to see this. I'm very interested to see what they're going to... Love it. Hopefully there's going to be some new stories as well on there and she isn't just going on about Alan Bradley and the tram. Who knows? But... <laughs> yeah, should be good. They should bring back This Is Your Life. Yes, they could do one on her, couldn't they? I hope that we have Sally Ann Matthews contributing to this programme. Yeah. As, as Rita's foster daughter. As Rita's, yeah. Get Tracy Bennett on there as well. As, get, as get one all. of the co-conspirators in the debacle that was killing off Dennis Tanner. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, maybe they'll get Phil Lowry on there. That'd I don't know nice whether he'd want to. I don't know if he would, I but I would hope so. Oh, mm. I want to put him in my pocket. <laughs> um, finally, um, I would like to wish a very big get well soon to ex-Cory cast member Denise Black, who's been in the wars What's this she week. Do? She did So Denise played Denise Osborne on Coronation Street. Of course, she's Daniel's mum. She's had a bit of a fall and she's broken her arm and her foot this oh, week. Oh, God. Yeah, she, she was sent off to hospital and it was her bad arm as well. She, she posted on Instagram, now I'm mending, I can tell you, I broke my wonky arm. Oh. And obviously, uh, if you know... Denise and the character and everything, you'll know that she was born with a condition that um, made her fingers grow in, in funny directions, basically. And she says, I broke my wonky arm. As I fell, I dropped what I was carrying, which broke my foot. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Um, she says, no Hoffnung's bricklayers joke. Google it. Are you doing that right now? Because I've got no idea. I should have checked this myself earlier. She says, I am that joke. Humongous shout out to doctors and nurses far and wide, very especially our beloved NHS. Um, you make humans seem like good people. Great news is I'm still filming. I wonder what she's doing. Even better news is I'm mending. Sure, I may be wonkier than before, but in truth, aren't all the best people inside and out hashtag embrace your wonkiness are we gonna do this every single time somebody falls over i just thought i, I want to mention it because you know she's she's been on the podcast for a chat a couple of years ago so i thought i would wish her well and okay. i and i enjoyed her chat about yeah, her wonky arm so what is it what's what's hoffman's what brick hoffman's brick layers joke what you just said you enjoyed your chat about her wonky arm Yes, she's what talking about her, uh, his embrace your wonkiness. She's she's okay. Yeah. Well, it seems like it's a sort of in, very. Is it a long winded joke? It's an incredibly, joke? you know, it's a seven minute long video on YouTube. I'm not YouTube doing that. We're not doing to. that. That's probably why she said Google it. 
so we yeah. can tell you too. There's only so many characters Google you it. can type on Instagram. Anyway, get well soon, Denise. Get yourself on threads, Denise. You can write the whole thing out. I think she might. I don't know whether. Can you do that on threads? Is there not a character limit? Well, it's threads. It's a thread. It automatically invites you to. I tell you what, I don't like about Twitter, and if Fred does this, they can forget it too. I don't want to read your tweet if I have to expand it to read more. You can go away. I'm not reading an essay about something. It's always something sanctimonious as well, isn't it? What it's always th- some political thing or something I'm supposed to care about that I don't care about at all. What do you think about the whole thing about Twitter limiting you to being able to see 600 tweets a I day? I didn't even notice, honestly. I didn't notice. I, I mean, surely if you scroll past, you're going to rack up that 600 quite quickly. Yeah, it didn't affect me, so I, I, I don't know whether I was lucky. I don't think it's affected likes on our tweets or anything, but... It's all just going a bit wrong, isn't it? Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought it? Yeah. Anyway, that's it for news. Go and vote in the Inside Soap Awards. Um, But first, we have got some feedback from our lovely listeners. So here it comes. Right, we have got some feedback for you now to end the podcast with. But first, the average score for last week's Coronation Street, a high one, Gemma, 4.16 out of 5. Yeah, well, we, last week. I love last week's Coronation Street was excellent. That's why I'm not too worried about you know, this week because I know it's going to go up again at some point. Yeah, but next week. Yeah, but when you, when we're doing um, a street talk, we're like, this was great. This this week was brilliant. I always have this sense of dread because I know. <laughs> you just need a nice it's not string of brilliant weeks, don't we? But t- tell you what, there, there were some rumours in the in the uh, in the news this week about upcoming Coronation Street shenanigans, weren't they? And was that's. That? Yes, there was. There were some rumours of things happening that we can't confirm or deny. I don't, you know I never remember these things. I know, you know I never <laughs> do. I was just reading an article about how um, EastEnders is going to get axed. Is it? Who says that? Oh, just doom-mongerers. Don't, don't think it is, The somehow. Sun. Sun Boo. says it's going to be that. Um, apparently there are only a million viewers. It drives me nuts when people say, yeah, it's nothing like it used to be, but a million people watching your show is still so many people. That a million people listen to this podcast. I can't understand. There are some really massive, like, well-known, even, like, HBO, you know, like the creme de la creme, American yeah. primetime telly that has a million viewers. I know. Or, or far fewer than you would ever believe was possible for the amount of money that gets churned into these things. I know. And then... Anyway, anyway. Um, so the, 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 the average score was 4.16 on Facebook. Yay. And that included Richard, who gave it four and a half weird pervs, who are into Hitler, out of five. <laughs> Rebecca gave it four daft so- sausages out of five. <laughs> that was good. I was, I was almost going to vote it that last week, actually. And uh, oh, Chad, Chad was my favourite one. He gave it four bees that follow you home on the bus because your perfume samples are too sweet out of five. Nice one. Thanks, everybody. Do you know that they can use bees in guns to detect drugs? No, I didn't know that. They get this. They get bees in a in a hive, and they basically they come and kidnap these bees. This is like what aliens do to us, probably. They get the bees and they stick them. It's really they put them down this little tube. They force them down this tube and they keep going until they get stuck and then do- they can't go backwards. What? Oh, I was. Did they like put them head first so that when yeah, they the blast bees- out, it's yeah, no, 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 out first. no, 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 no. It's not a gun to shoot people. Listen very carefully. So the bees go down this tube and then they test them on on like the samples and they react. And the ones that are really good at reacting to the samples, because I think they give them food and, you know, re- reward them for reacting to the smell of whatever drugs they're or whatever they're trying to detect. 
and the ones that are really good at it they put them in like a little cassette of like little like five bees in a little tube and then they stick this cassette inside what looks like a big taser or like a big plastic gun yeah and then they just sort of point the gun stick the gun on whatever it is they wanted to test the samples for and the bees vibrate if there's like drugs in it (laughs) and they can tell if there's drugs and and apparently they're more accurate than dogs and then when they finished like they do do this for a day and then they just put the bees back in the hive and take some more out the bees must be like what you guys will never believe what just happened to me so yeah, I think that um, interesting story. Yeah, I that think sounds that like the bees need. Chad would like that because he likes bees, apparently. Yeah. Um, I just want to say as well, thank you very much to Hadley who emailed us this week and says that she enjoys our British accents at the opening yeah. of the podcast. Oh, you guys, a few people after my little my little rant about that a few weeks ago, saying that we sound very boring and British at the beginning, Do you think but that Hadley's enjoyed it. Hadley regretted sending that on the fourth of July. I had like a burst of patriotism. I was like, we can't, Maybe. got to take it back. Maybe. Well, um, do, you, do, you want to, do, do you want to read the next uh, little bit of feedback we got here? Penny. Yeah. Even though I am in Canada and way behind, I know it's not a spoiler to talk about Sarah's pregnancy. I would like to suggest... Oh, God. I would like to suggest that Sarah is pregnant with quads, two fathered by each man. Since the producers pulled off the impossible, i.e. having four toddlers on set, I think it's time to try again. Okay, the no. suggestion is very tongue-in-cheek, but I think it deserves consideration. <laughs> could be interesting. She could have twins, couldn't she? One from each man. It is Didn't actually think possible. About that. Coronation actually Street possible. hasn't done that before. It's It'd be breaking new ground. Oh, what would she do? Mm. And it is true as well about having these four toddlers on set. We used to say, and we all, the, the problem with the, the quads, one of the many problems with the quads is that it coincided with COVID, didn't it? So we were like, oh, when are they going to show all of them? We never actually see all of them at once. But actually, they, they generally do now, don't they? There are there were actually properly six toddlers toddling yeah, around yeah, number five set this, this week, and it's kind of working. I love also love the way that these these kids are clearly not... They're, they're obviously just, just normal kids, and the actors are trying to wrangle them in exactly the same way that they would do if this was real life. Like when Bernie was like, everyone be quiet, we're playing the quiet game. And half of them are like, I'm not even looking at you, no relevance to me whatsoever. I'm doing drawing. I, I love the quads, I think they're great. Here's another twist. What? Um, now there was a case, I might have mentioned this before, but there was a case that is very interesting. I think it was in America of this woman who had um, chimerism, Homerism. Yeah. She had a, a d- DNA test on her children and they all came back as not her kids. Oh. Because her DNA, she, she her cells have got two dif- different types of DNA in her body. And so they, they took her kids off her. Well, there we go. That could happen. Um. So I suggest, <laughs> I suggest that. Yeah, because she had a paternity. She had a paternity test because, um, like one of the the fathers of her her kids, um, when they separated, he was like, "I want a paternity test," and the kids, and it came back like, "You're the father, but she is not the mother." And this (laughs) woman's like, "I think I would remember." I think I would remember. Could have been a baby swap though, couldn't it? You know. So, so she had two children already, and um, they were going to take these kids away because they were like, "How did you do this? You've kidnapped some children and pretended that you're theirs." The judge didn't believe it, and the judge ordered that the um, somebody actually was present when she gave birth to this child and took blood samples from her and and the mum to then see whether they were the same. 
and they weren't, so then they could prove that it was possible for her to birth a child that didn't have her DNA. <laughs> You're writing all this down, Coronation Street. Come on, writers. this is free. This is all free. Yeah. Right, Laura has emailed us in and said, Hello, I've only recently discovered your podcast, and I love it. Oh, that's nice. They, she admires our dedication and knowledge. Do you know what, Michael? I know you didn't enjoy it, but Laura bloody loved my story about bee guns and <laughs> DNA tests. I'm finding the Paul storyline hard as my sister is in the final stages oh. of MND. Oh, gosh. And therefore, it's a bit too real for yeah, me. I watched is. Curry for Crazy Serial Killers. Yes. yes. Gentle comedy and Maureen Lipman acting classes. However, I appreciate Paul's yeah. story will bring awareness to people who didn't know about this terrible disease. But I'm also disabled and I get various benefits and grants that Paul would mm. definitely be entitled to. And I don't need my neighbours to make themselves ill for me. That is a really good point, actually, um, Laura. I think that some I've seen some other people getting annoyed or upset about this. About what? About Paul, you know, n- not really acting like... This is the thing about Coronation Street, and I totally understand why they do this, but they always have a character who's struggling, and in order to prolong the storyline or to make it more dramatic, they refuse help. And mm. one of the reasons they always refuse help is that they're like, I don't want to be a charity case. I don't want to cause bother. I don't want to um, be a burden. But the people who are in the situation in real life, how does that make them feel? Yeah, exactly. Because we don't think money that, grabbing. We don't think that it's a. No. I don't think it's a burden. I think that you should take whatever you're entitled to because that's what it's for. Mm. It's to protect everybody. And if you need it, you should definitely take it because why? Why wouldn't you? Exactly. exactly. So yeah, I get frustrated. Um, right, so, um, to continue, but something that has annoyed me for years is the way they treat children between toddlers and teens. It's embarrassing. Hope and Ruby, Rosie and Sophie before them and Tracy before that, am I wrong in thinking there was a storyline about them starting secondary school? Hope, yeah, Hope goes to secondary school, doesn't she? But Ruby doesn't. Ruby definitely doesn't. Ruby's not there yet. No, she's she going into secondary school in September. She, she um... We, uh, Laura, Laura says, says I'm sure they started Weatherfield High together with Sam Ruby Hope did but Ruby doesn't that's Ruby's fine. younger that's not her point yeah. but anyway they still treated them like about seven no one at secondary school has their dad pack pink rucksacks for them and no one has their <laughs> gran walk them there or give them a lift Nick and Sam. They have everything done for them, need help with their homework, get sent upstairs to have a bath and go to bed. None of this happens in real life at 11 and 12. And don't even get started with Jack, however old he's supposed to be. Surely he can get himself home and doesn't need babysitters. Max was the same and look how he turned out. I just wish they could get the children more accurate, realistic, because some of them are good little actors. It's a shame. That's definitely something that I have uh, picked up in the past as well. They're not always the best at being able to portray things accurately. And I suppose I only generally notice when the characters get to be like nine and ten years old, because that's generally the age that I teach. But um, I've I've definitely noticed that some of them are being babied a little bit, and it makes me wonder like, what do the what do the actors think, and is it because sometimes the actors are maybe a year or two older than the characters they play, mm. so when they think back to the age of the character they're playing, they go, oh yeah, that really is babyish because they want to make themselves seem grown up. I I don't know, I don't know, but um, I mean Jack, he's just that's just another another thing altogether. But um, we've still not seen him once this year, have we? But um, I, I believe that, um, that that Kieran is doing his GCSEs this year, so he's probably fairly fairly busy with that. Maybe we'll see him soon. Um, why don't they just? Why can't they just write a storyline where Jack's revising for his GCSEs? 
and because, has the because actor. Jack's not supposed to be doing his GCSEs. Well, this would be a good benefit of having them. children the same age as their characters. They could just go, Jack, are you revising? And he could literally be there with a bit of paper reading. I, I, the thing this is, is the, just my great idea. I, I, these are all free ideas. The problem with Jack being away from the Coronation Street for this long is that he's probably not stopped growing. <laughs> he's going to be like, he's going to be bashing his head on the door frames next time we he's see him. He's going to be so tall that he will be simultaneously in Coronation Street and Emmerdale because he'll stretch across the dales. <laughs> across the Pennines. His little head like peeking out, out <laughs> behind one of the, one of the like the, the wool pack. He's, he's had to have a George's Marvellous Medicine. He that's what it is, isn't he? it? Right, Rebecca, Gemma, what's she got to say about last week's Corrie? Now, I just want to pause no. there and remind okay. Coronation Street, anyone who's listening who works on the show, you've got three great ideas here now. You've got have the children revise for the exams they're actually doing in real life so that you can keep them on the set for longer. Free idea. Bee guns. Free idea. You can have Craig training training bees <laughs> in, in Victoria Gardens. Bet you Brian would be helpful for that. And Mary yeah. could come along and tell you a story about how her mum used to train bees. <laughs> and also the DNA test for Sarah. It turns out it's not her kid either. Yeah. Free idea. We should put all this early on to the podcast because I don't think everybody's Nobody. listening at this, this stage. Not everybody listening. But it is a short one. Maybe they are this week. Rebecca. Maybe they've not turned it off. Rebecca. <laughs> Maybe they're about to. <laughs> yeah, there's like, people that are going on their two hour drives. It's usually about still going on street dog at bees. this point. But. Right, Rebecca says, Firstly, what a great week on the street. Enjoyed all the storylines, even though there wasn't any big stunts or moments. It was just enjoyable. Stories and characters. Sorry. Mm. To start off with. <laughs> What was that? That was just me having a moment. I was just thinking about bees again. <laughs> to start off with, the, the fantastic Evelyn and Cassie storyline. How great was Maureen Lipman and Claire Sweeney, especially in the epic scenes? Like Gemma, I was gripped and I also thought it would end with that scene. That was what we were talking about, that very long scene at the end of the, yeah. near the end of the episode. I never really thought that Cassie's death was a retcon. I took it to mean Evelyn had disowned Cassie, as in, you're dead to me. No, but she did mention, she did mention the grave though. <laughs> Didn't she? she? I think she said, did. I'm not going to visit. Well, maybe we're retconning that ourselves in our head. I don't know. I just think it's, I'm just like, it's a bit sad that this this great story was only two episodes long and with, with no sign of it coming back in the immediate future. Well, Rebecca says, I, I never took it as Cassie was dead dead. I also remember Evelyn coming to Fizz and Tyrone's wedding and saying she'd been somewhere. Mm-hmm. I think we thought she might have gone to see Alina and baby Tyrone. That's true. Oh, maybe did we think Yeah, that? maybe we did. Nobody mentioned her daughter, she says. Claire Sweeney was at the Sape Awards to give the best family award to the rest of the court kills. That's what we were saying. Yes. I can't remember why she was there. Like Michael, every time Ruby comes on screen, I'm half expecting her to be recast. Gutted we have to wait till at least September, maybe even longer, but it would be worth the wait. I also love Cassie's costume. The makeup and costume department did a great job of making Claire Sweeney look so grim. I hope she can hear that. Somebody so sent her that <laughs> On to Who's the Daddy storyline. Claire. <laughs> On to the Who's the Daddy storyline. Sarah saying, I've slept with you, Adam, more times than Damon, so it's more likely to be yours. Was a classic Sarah line. <laughs> oh, I was also, oh, that's the DNA test they were talked about in the podcast, so I was delighted when they brought it up. Yeah. I'm very confident Damon is the father, as it is better drama. You know what? You mentioned in that DNA test, and then it's happening. We are going to see bee guns. We are going to see bee guns. I'm a prophet. I am a prophet. <laughs> yeah. I, I secretly read ahead um, the previews and I'm, I want to reveal that there is actually a bee gun coming in, in at the end of August. Um, <laughs> she's not really. 
<laughs> she says, I'm very confident Damon is the father. This is better drama, but I like the theory of Sarah saying it's Adams and then re- revealing later it's Damon. That's what he said. Yeah. I think Dee Dee would be a great confidant for that. Finally, didn't Lydia get pregnant by Adam and then was pressured to have an abortion and she was still at university? So if that's right, Adam can have kids. I missed Dee Dee oh. being in it this week. Yeah, she was Because there were, there were baptism bits in there, weren't there? And, and she was a great addition to it last week, but nowhere to be seen this week. That's an interesting point that... Um, Which bit? Rebecca just said that... Didn't Lydia get pregnant by Adam at university? I can't remember now. So I you can have kids. That story. But aren't there things that can happen to you as a man? Oh yeah. I think he might have Get been holding the ghoulies too many times. Or holding your mobile phone too close to your balls. Yeah. That's um a, a thing that men do often. That can be detrimental. Um. <laughs> Rebecca says. Also, Michael kept mentioning pregnancy wear to Sarah. That's quite funny. Beck isn't Beck, but it's Sabrina. That was a brilliant twist. And I also love the rapport between Sabrina and Beck. Maybe Gav was in prison for killing Beck and Sabrina was using her flat because she felt guilty. I, <laughs> I think that maybe um, somebody might have said something by this point if that little Gav was in jail for. I don't think it'd have been let Who out knows? quite so soon. Who knows? Uh, you know, they let. Maybe people... Beck was really annoying and she's like, well, chuck him in for a few months. The judge is like, I've taken into consideration that the. Um, the, the, the deceased was a um, annoying cow. <laughs> uh, right, so she says, I saw the actress who played Lauren at the Soap Awards and thought, ah, um, like Aaron last year, she's coming back. But then I saw that she'd gone on holiday with Paddy and I thought, oh, she went as Paddy's plus one. This is all this is all drama that I didn't know about. No, I mean, we must have seen her at the Soap Awards, but I just didn't put two and two together. So I, was re- I didn't recognise her because I wasn't expecting to see her. No. I was relieved my... Do we remember seeing her? No. Okay. <laughs> we definitely didn't look and say, oh, look, there's the actress that plays Lauren. Okay. I think it was because it was, a you know, been a few months that she was in it and she was, wasn't in it loads. And I, and I wasn't expecting sure to see that... her, all of that combined, and to be not clocking her. I'm sure that... Did Paddy come out? I can't remember. Did Paddy come about? I don't... What, come about what? Look about and go... Yeah, he looked about. He didn't look about over by us. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, Rebecca says I was relieved when my first theory was true I think she wants Max back but Max will end up with neither Sabrina or Lauren because he's an idiot mm-hmm. possibly Lauren might be used by Griff via her dad but I think I don't think we'll see Griff's trial the Canada Day party was hilarious How we haven't had any feedback from Canadians it's going to take them two weeks about what? Some... the Canada party no but I think somebody sent us a picture of some beaver's tails this week did they? I think so I, don't I think didn't I'm see it. Where's I want a picture of Beaver's tails. Did that happen? Right, everybody. I'm sorry if it was you. Canadians, uh, you've you, been saying a lot this week. We want pictures of um, moose. Is yes for scale. Picture of a moose. We need you standing next, next to a moose. Next to a be- you holding a beaver's tail. Okay. Yeah. And and if you send us a picture of that, we will send you a tote bag. <laughs> <laughs> but it can't be photoshopped. No, don't photoshop it. Or do if you. Yeah, if you, do, you won't get a tote bag. Yeah. Um, anyway, Rebecca says the Canada Day party was hilarious, and I love Stephen's cat with the moose antlers on it. I also thought Stephen might try and kill Owen, not knowing Sarah, Michael, Audrey, and Elaine were watching. <laughs> that might have been a bit too easy way to end the story. Owen definitely knows he's a, he's in a soap. Calling Stephen out on his plans was brilliant. I wonder how Stephen will wriggle his way out of this one with Carla. Also, I know it's a bit of a long stretch, but what about Carla for a victim of Stephen's? Uh, uh, mm. uh, no, I, it would be great, but I don't think they would. 
Oh, I've just... I had another theory about... I can't tell you now because it's possibly spoilery, but remind me once you finish recording. Write it down. Okay. Um, Finally, I loved the discussion of Christianity between Dee Dee and Paul, and it was nice just to hear someone talk genuinely about it. Not like a god-botherer or someone crazy. I would pay good money to see Paul's baptism rave. Gemma and Paul had that rave at number five, so it's in his character. We also love the darts tournament as well. Character of the week is Evelyn, but Max was fantastic as well, so I'll give this week four Darth sausages out of five. <laughs> and uh, here's my here's my um here's my free idea. Another You've one. given so many of these this week, Gemma. You're so generous. I will start charging soon, so just beware. Um, Paul's baptism. Combine it with his favourite love of darts, have Paul stand with a balloon of holy water above his head. <laughs> yeah. And all of his friends and family have to throw darts to pop it. With their non-dominant hand. Yeah. They're going to be carnage, be a bloodbath. <laughs> Nancy has said, Evelyn and Cassie gave brilliant portrayals of the challenges that an addict faces and the impact it has on the family. Yeah. Evelyn speaking with Abby was brilliant too because she needed to hear from someone who's been in the same problem. I'm looking forward to Cassie's return and the scenes with Tyrone and I would love Abby to have some scenes with Cassie too. I still think that will they, won't they story with Roy and Evelyn is good as well. Roy's going to be able to help Evelyn because of his experience with Carla's addiction. Oh, maybe. Um, the nine-minute two-hander was epic. The scenes between Owen and Stephen were brilliant as well, and I do wonder why Owen want, went to Stephen's place if he doesn't trust him. <laughs> Same reason why Rufus poured, um, poured Stephen a drink and then left him alone with a wine glass, <laughs> it makes no sense. I like the Canada Day celebrations with Audrey getting drunk, Carla doesn't trust Stephen right now. It's going to be exciting to see how he gets along with this seagull meeting. I was, I was a, you know, it was nice to see Gabrielle at the end, but I felt like at the end of last week's episode when she's like, I want a meeting with seagull on Monday. I was like, oh, they're never going to get her out of this. How on earth is he going to do this? And then the way they did it, it was like, oh, okay. I don't but know. Yeah. Did it feel a bit of anti anticlimactic to you? No, because I was thinking, ooh, mm. does this mean that Gabrielle's going to die now? I don't, I don't know. I think she's fairly safe. Um, anyway, um, Nancy still thinks that Stephen is going to be killing Elaine pretty soon. The subject of Paul's baptism was handled in a respectful way, and I love the discussion between him and Dee Dee and the dark game using a non-dominant hand. I give this week's episodes four and a half, volcano explosions out of five, and the character of the week is Evelyn. Well, there we go. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, also, big, big thank you and uh, love to Deb and Mark, who are our new patrons hey, this two week. New two pe new people this week. Yay. That's very, very good. Thank you very, very much. We're very Hope appreciative you of you. Being our patrons as much as we enjoy having you. And um, don't forget, if you would like to join our Patreon, you can do. You just go to Patreon and search for. Conversation Street, and you can get lots of nice things, including lots free nice episodes. Yeah. Um, so we are going to be going now. Just, just saying. We're off. Uh, you guys can stay. We're not here going if anywhere. You want to. Yeah, we, we're, going, we're to bed. going to leave um, the room. But if you would like to get in touch with us in the meantime, conversationstreet at gmail.com is oh. our email address. That is conversationstreet at gmail.com. Um, or you can leave a little comment on our blog. That'd be lovely. Conversationstreet.podbean.com. Uh, we're going to keep on asking for those iTunes reviews until we get one, and then probably after that as well. So go and give us a review on iTunes if you haven't done so yet. Um, we're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. You can you can comment on Spotify episodes. We 
will occasionally see those. Um, don't forget to join our lovely Facebook group, especially if you're a new listener. There's a lovely little community of ardent Coronation Street fans there that would love to see you join them. We're on YouTube. We've got lots of lovely stuff on YouTube. We have got Richard Hillman, Brian Capron interview where you can see what he looks like now and he looks exactly the same as he did before, but now he's got glasses. And that's it. Oh, we're on threads. We're on, threads. on threads. threads. Follow us on threads. We've posted two things so What's far. Our... I know we posted, no, Gemma posted more today. I posted, co- yeah. We got, yeah, yeah. Get in there. Get in the first 500 followers. Yep, yep, yep. You can say, I was there first. Yeah, you can say you were there at the very beginning mm. of the, um, of the social media war. Yes. Next week's bonus podcast is going to be fun. I have already revealed on YouTube that we are doing another interview next week. I'm not going to say who it is, but I think you're going to like it. Oh, so, have you I put it on Patreon? It is on Patreon. Here's a good... Here's a good... Sorry. Yeah, no, I was going to say, if you, if you are a, um, a, a $3 a plus a month um, Patreon member, you can go right now onto our Patreon yeah. and find out who our interview is with next week and listen to it early. And it's an hour long as well. Hour you long interview to... again. The um, stuff. Brian Capron interview. You could, you could. Like, absolutely. how long early? Like a week? Yeah, oh, that was up about a week. And you get our it. show notes. You get loads Depends of stuff. It's great what... being a Conversation Street patron. It I love it. So next week's bonus podcast <laughs> should be good. I hope that Coronation Street is going to be better and give us more talking points because this week was a bit of a... You know what? Even when it's not a great week, it's still Corrie, isn't it? I still, still enjoyed, love Corrie. I still enjoyed talking about it in an fun, animated you know, way. It's a scale of out of five... And the baseline, you know, we've never gone down to one of we, I can't remember. I but, believe not. But it's it wasn't still bad. Corrid. It was just like plodding along this week. Just that's like all. Us. Yeah, I mean, we're going to get our DNA test results. Surely that's going to spark off some kind of drama. I, hope we're not I, I think I think I saw in a preview that the Max storyline is back next week, which which well, I've that's been, a spoiler. been really no, enjoying. You can't say that's this. not a spoiler. No, to it say is. Storyline. No, it is. Hearing. Your idea of what is a spoiler and what isn't is entirely down to what you know and what you don't know. No. It is. No, it's it not. Is. I, no. It is. Right. We're going to go now. My Good. shoulder hurts. Gemma's shoulder hurts. She is hot. Although it feels like it's not as hot now as it was a while Speak ago. Speak for yourself. Right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. See you next week. Love Thanks you. for all the birthday messages and the music for this episode. Watch out for Podcast themes.com. <laughs>